This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is Friday, April 9th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. After a lot of back and forth with the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, Delaware County is getting a mass vaccination site. A large-scale drive through community vaccination clinic is set to open this weekend at the Delaware County Community College for as long as needed. 4,500 doses are expected to be administered over the weekend. The site has a maximum capacity of about 6,000 a day. The uh, this week, the county received 21,000 doses of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, 7,000 more doses of Moderna, and 2,340 doses of Pfizer. Each week, they'll receive about 20,000 doses. To date, the county administered over 50,000 doses of the vaccine. It now has a goal of vaccinating 140,000 more people in the next seven weeks. Shots will be administered by appointment only, and you can sign up online at delcopa.gov. You'll also have the option to choose which vaccine you'd like to receive. They should grab that piece of audio we have, Casey, of the shots, 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 just to get everyone cranked up when they're getting them. The Coast Guard came to the rescue of a kayaker who was calling for help off the coast of Longport, New Jersey. Police received a call from a person in the water in distress near Longport Dog Beach and contacted the Coast Guard. A Coast Guard station Atlantic City 29-foot response boat small boat, boat crew arrived on scene. The responding crew found a man clinging onto a submerged kayak. They rescued the man from the water and returned him to shore. Margate City Fire Department arrived on the scene to assist the Coast Guard. The kayaker was taken to shore memorial for treatment, but there's no word on his condition. Years ago at a family gathering, we were, um, my, my uh, sister-in-law went out on a kayak. Preston, you pointed this out. We were sitting up in a kayak. You're a sail. Yeah. And she yeah. did not realize that. And we were having the barbecue and everyone sort of eating their burgers. Hey, where's Barbara? Oh, no. <laughs> and like about a half hour later, a powerboat comes by <laughs> and, and she's on the back of it. And they got the oh, kayak. She was like halfway to Ireland. I mean, and she God. was like, you know, panicking. It's got to be terrifying. It's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. PennDOT activated dozens of variable speed limit signs along 14 miles of the Schuylkill Expressway Thursday. I saw that this morning. Balance traffic and reduce congestion. Yeah, they're lit up. Yeah. And one of them, like, was extremely bright. And, like, it <laughs> threw me off big time. And, yeah, they were. They said 55. And, of course, everyone I was around uh, obeyed the post speed limit. So that's the pro- I was talking about this yesterday. Like, that's going to be the problem. Mm. Who's actually going to obey them? I know. I mean, if you do, it'll work. But. Like you said, not one person was doing that. Start handing out tickets. Do you well, get, yeah. you know, do you think that lights that are that bright sometimes are a distraction that can cause accidents where they have something that distracts you? Because I, I, on Lincoln, driving in, I don't know if this is on purpose or whatever, but there are like three, like, overhead lights in succession that are blinking at the rate you'd find at a rave. And, <laughs> really? I swear. Preston, now, and Lincoln is a windy, twisty yeah, road. Exactly. I can see that being a little bit. Like a real, like, uh, real distracting. Right. All right, yeah. But uh, we're looking the, at these weren't distracting. They were just a tad bit yeah. bright, but I was like, what? I mean, it was like, 55 is what is, like, <laughs> screaming at me. 
So I guess it gets the point across, but yeah. I was surprised by that. Yeah, yeah. so they lit them up yesterday, uh, and it's going to be along 14 miles of the Schuylkill. The major artery in and out of Philadelphia carries more than 130,000 vehicles a day. That's four times what it was built to handle. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, as we all know, the roadway has become known for unexpected traffic jams. PennDOT says since widening the road is not feasible because of its location, the agency is trying several tactics to manage traffic Good. flow. Steve, I saw the most ironic billboard on 95 near Crozier Hospital. Because it says, and it's a good message, yeah. don't get me wrong, but it says, don't text and drive, uh, arrive alive or something like that. And I'm like, but you're, you're putting that a on bill- a billboard. I'm re- and now I'm reading a billboard. My eyes are not on the road. I know, I know. Yeah, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. The 72 digital signs will increase or decrease the posted speed based on traffic conditions. Roadway sensors and a complex software system work together to lower the speed limit when conditions warrant in hopes of preventing brake tapping, which is the main cause for traffic jams. Okay, so that's what they're... So they're going to slow you down before, like, as congestion starts to build, instead of slamming on your brakes, you know, from 90 miles an hour on the Schuylkill to 25 when you get to the Conchogan curve. Yeah, yeah that'll fix it. Do you... I mean, I hate to be sarcastic about it, but, I mean, nothing's ever going to fix that other than widening that, and they can't do it. They Remember, they talked about stacking, about building a, d- a double decker on parts of it, but that mm-hmm. was way too expensive and will never happen. Do you but... think the incremented light system... You know, where you are on the on-ramp to like 476 and they, um, do you think that helps that, at all? Yeah, I mean, I, from what I've seen, it helps at yeah. those on-ramps. At, at, at those times. Yeah, I think it helps on like the blue route, but the Schuylkill's a different it's animal. A different yeah, animal. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So for drivers who don't follow the signs, the state police says they will be watching. Pennsylvania State Police says drivers should obey the variable speed limit signs just like traditional speed limit signs. The signs are part of PennDOT's continuing plan to improve traffic flow along the busy Schuylkill. Shoulder flex lanes and ramp meters are planned for the future. As for the variable speed limit signs, officials acknowledge it's up to the drivers to obey the posted limit and resist the urge to hit the gas pedal to make the PennDOT plan work. The variable signs will remain unchanged until May 10th when the old signs will be removed and the new system will go into effect. Has the uh, installation of those signs been what's been causing the traffic on the Schuylkill itself this week? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I mean, it's been, Maybe. It's you been know bad what? the last couple of weeks. That's probably it. Yeah. There has been l- lane closures and construction, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, they, I guess the ends justify the means, but to, mm. get, to get to this point, it's been a real pain in the ass. Yeah. All right, in sports this morning. The Flyers lost to the New York Islanders in overtime last night. What the f*** is this? Nick Obey-Kubel and Jake Voracek scored for the Flyers to bring the team back from a 2-0 deficit to force the overtime. There was no scoring until Brock Nelson scored in the fifth round of the shootout, while no Flyer could score. Carter Hart made 21 saves in the loss. The Flyers are back home tomorrow afternoon with a game against the Boston Bruins, and the puck will drop at 2 o'clock. The Sixers, who have been off since Tuesday, are back in action tonight with a game in New Orleans against the Pelicans. Tip-off for that game is at 8 o'clock. The Phillies, who are in first place in the National League East and off to their best start in a decade at 5-1, and one, open up a road trip with a series in Atlanta against the Braves. Zach Wheeler will get the start for the Phillies. Game time is at 7-20. And at the Masters, Justin Rose shot his best score in his 59 rounds at Augusta National. Rose made 
seven birdies and an eagle during a 10-hole stretch for an opening seven under 65, giving him a four-shot lead on the day. Rose shot 65 on a day so tough that only 11 other players broke par, and the average score was over 74. Round two at Augusta National begins later today. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you, Kathy. So we've arrived here on that blessed day, a Friday. is the weekend about to open its door for you. We have a few things that we will open up for you as well, including... Uh, the money clip contest. So we uh, we start that at 8 a.m. Another shot at winning $500. Twice will happen with us today. That's at 8 and 10. And every other hour, you're going to have it up until 8 p.m. So don't miss that opportunity. We'll give away a Word of the Week prize, which is cash as well. We get 300 bucks from the Bagster that we have to unload. And I'm sure we have a few other things that we will sprinkle throughout the program. As far as guests go, uh, we spoke to these guys last year. And uh, it was really cool because they, they had managed to sneak a Preston and Steve reference in <laughs> to Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah. Which we were incredibly flattered of. And so I uh, read a story yesterday that said they were doing a Kickstarter campaign to get a few more shows up and running, and uh, we figured, what the hell, let's let's give them a call and see if they can come on. Sure. Uh, Joel Hodgson and Matt McGinnis, who are, you know, from the Philly area. Uh, Joel's, uh, you know, creator and plays Joel Robinson, and uh, Matt's a writer and producer. We'll talk to them later today. They were they were looking to raise, I think, $2 million yesterday. They did. They already raised it. <laughs> uh, like, like um, after we it was started, like, immediately they right. raised it. We're like, oh, we could, you know... Boost that a little bit, have yeah, them on well, the air, you know. Well, and <laughs> they really don't need. They us. already hit their yeah, goal, yeah, yeah. but that's pretty awesome. It shows you the the power of the people that are that are rabid fans of of a, of a show, firmly can, intri- Yes, can get behind it and make it happen. So uh, we'll talk to those guys later on this morning. They've got to be pretty happy today. Um, and we'll just hang out and have a good Friday. No sad bro yes. day. Yeah. yeah, together. So let's take a break. Come back in a second. I have a bunch of stories in the entertainment report for you. We'll have those and a stupid question when we get back. Stay put. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so stupid question. We're going to give away our overnight stay and $100 dining credit, Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. The question that I'm going to ask this morning is, Mercury was the messenger of the gods. What flower delivery company uses Mercury as its logo? Mm-hmm. Pretty easy question. Yeah. 215-263-WMMR. Let's even know Mercury was the messenger of the gods. What flower delivery company uses Mercury as its logo? 215-263-WMMR. It's already 640, so we're running a little bit late. Um, I have a lot of birthdays, so I want to kind of zip through these, if, if you guys don't mind, because there's a lot of stories to get to. Uh, but we'll start with birthday today. Paulina Porskova, uh, 56 years old, former wife of uh, Rick Ocasek, left out of his will, unfortunately. And and, and, and pissed off. Yeah. Very, very sad. Uh, Cynthia Nixon of Sex and the City. There is another movie Yes, there is. Movie They're coming. going through with it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, she's 55 years old today. Keisha Knight Pulliam from Cosby. That's right. That's right. She played Rudy. 
She's the one that told us about Bud. How are you putting files in cakes? <laughs> That's right. Uh, I always thought she was adorable. I, yeah, and, and while I like Raven Simone, I was more of a yeah. I was more of a fan of Rudy. Uh, so Keisha is forty two today. Uh, Dennis Quaid, one of the uh, great, great actors, was here in our studio one time. It was great, it was pretty surreal having him here in person. We had him on. Just a little while ago. What was he yeah, promoting? Yeah, I don't remember exactly what he was hitting at that particular yeah. time. But it was right after those commercials came out. Was it one of those dog movies? Uh, yes. Yes. Yes, it was. It was the second yeah. Dog's Life, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he is 67 today. He's playing Ronald Reagan in a new movie. Uh, he is. You're yeah. right. Uh, Marty Croft, Steve. Oh, Sid and Marty Croft. That is correct. Yeah. Brother of Sid Croft. And they are the ones that brought us H.R. Puff and stuff. Sigmund and the Sea Monster, the sea Monster Electro Woman and Dynagirl. Like, oh, that whole slew of show, Lidsville. You, you, uh, w- that's firmly entrenched in my memory. Yep. Saturday mornings, it was Sid and Marty Croft territory. They were, they were bad. Yep. But they were great. For a kid, they were awesome. Yep. Uh, Marty celebrates his 84th birthday today. Uh, it's Jenna Jameson's birthday oh, today. Yeah, I actually saw here. a picture of her. How old is she? She's forty-seven. She's corrected. She she oh, was she's corrected. She did a couple things. Number one, she she did way too much plastic surgery. She yeah. also let herself go yeah. physically. Yeah, she's kind of much better now. Right. And also, she is now one of these advocates for people, women um, uh, in the industry who are trying in to porn? leave the industry. Yeah. Oh, really? She sort of got a little out. bit the other way. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So she's 47 today. Uh, Leighton Meester. Love her. From uh, Gossip Girl and uh, Country Strong, I guess. Hey, Meester. <laughs> hey, Meester. Hey, Meester. I killed the Meester Meester lady. Uh, she's 35. Uh, Jesse McCartney. Now, it says here, Hannah Montana, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Horton Heroes of Who. And I know that name. I just can't remember who Jesse McCartney is. Uh, it says singer, actor. But anyhow. Oh, good for him or her. Yeah, I know. I don't yeah, know. It's, it's a him. Oh, oh there is. he is. Okay. Oh, I recognize him. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So he is uh, 34 today. Uh, Kristen Stewart, the actress. Yes. Twilight. And um, what else? She's, uh, uh, she's been in a whole bunch of stuff. She's now playing Angel. Princess Diana. Into the Wild. Into the Wild. Wait, she's playing Princess Diana? Yep. New movie. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, she's 31 today. She's a, she's a vampire. Princess Diana. That's what it is. Uh, she's a vampire? Princess yeah. That's been occurring on the Twilight. It's a Twilight series. Yeah. 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 Uh, Elle Fanning. I love Elle Fanning. She's great. Yeah, she's she's beautiful, talented, the whole thing. She's my uh, favorite Fanning. Dakota's younger sister, I think. Yeah, she's younger, and yet she towers over her. Wow. Uh, Maleficent, uh, we bought a zoo. In Dad, Maleficent, she's perfect. Daddy Daycare, yeah, she plays perfect. Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Yes. Uh, she is 23 today. Uh, Jay Baruchel. You talking to me this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> From Tropic Thunder. Baruchel's in a new series with um, uh, Dennis Leary. In, uh, oh, he's uh, in that? I think he is, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's out of my league. Uh, this is the end. Uh, how to Train Your Dragon. A lot of good stuff. Sorcerer's Apprentice. We talk about how yeah. that's that's a great movie. He is in the new series, Preston, and he has a, the thick sort of porn stash that they have him. Oh God. He's pretty funny. He's 39. And then the last birthday, Nick, did I see you pull up Rick Tockett's name? Yes, sir. It's Rick Tockett. Oh, yeah. Flyer, 57 years old. Uh, and that was your first game, Casey? How, uh, first a, fight? It was the first game I ever got on TV. You got he on TV. That was it. You got on Prism, Hell. right? Yeah, Prism. On uh, He <laughs> beat up Nick, uh, Neil Sheehy. Uh, Sheehy! Um, Sheehy! 
And that was when you ran down to the to the glass at the spectrum? I was sitting Sorry. three rows off of the glass That's anyway. So great. <laughs> it's you, clear as day. You can yes. tell it's you. Anyone yep. who's ever seen a picture of you as a kid can tell it's you. Yeah, there's video of Casey banging on the glass <laughs> as a kid. It's hilarious. Uh, so happy birthday to everybody on this ninth day of April. And we're going to see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Mercury was the messenger of the gods. What flower delivery company uses Mercury as its logo? And we will go to our first caller, and that is Zach. Hey, Zach, good morning. Good morning, Presbo. How are uh, you? Good, buddy. <laughs> All right, Zach, uh, what flowery serv- flower service is Mercury the uh, spokesperson, if you will, for or logo for? FTD. Yeah, you got it. Oh, yeah. FTD. Yeah. Hang on a second, dude. We're going to give you an overnight stay and a $100 dining credit at Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Atlantic City. Hard Rock Hotel and Casino is ready for you to have a good, clean, fun time with rooms, restaurants, casino, and casino ready for your stay. Book today at Hard Rock Hotel, AtlanticCity.com. All right, we're going to start with Chloe Kardashian. Oh, man, can't get enough of the Kardashians. Chloe <laughs> broke her silence over the unedited photo of her that went viral as she and her team struggled to have it removed. We talked about this uh, the other day. She posted a topless shot of herself while discussing the intense pressure. These are my boobies. Uh, Wait, that she... she feels to be perfect. A topless? Yeah, she's she got her hair. arm uh, she's got her arm yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's another great way to bring attention to herself. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. So in her statement, she said, hey, guys. These are my bibbies. She said, this is me hey and guys. my body unretouched and unfiltered. The photo that was posted this week was beautiful. But as someone who has struggled with body image her whole life, when someone takes a photo of you that isn't flattering and bad lighting and doesn't capture your body the way it is after working so hard to get it to this point and then shares it to the world, you should have every right to ask for it not to be shared no matter who you are. She's right. Uh, so she's saying it was because if you look at the, the video that she posted, she looks way better than that photo. Mm-hmm. Listen, we, the lighting we, was good, I guess. Yeah, we also commented on the original photo. She looked great in it. Mm-hmm. She, you can actually see she's got some definition in her stomach. It's clear she's been exercising. Listen, everyone takes unflattering photos. The thing that we thought was funny is that there was apparently a team of online staffers attempting to excise this from the internet like frantically it's like it's okay so she wrote uh, the pressure constant ridicule and judgment my entire life to be perfect and to meet others standards of how i should look has been too much to bear uh for those uh for those else who and speaking of bears uh, who feel <laughs> the constant pressure of not ever feeling perfect enough i want you to know i see you and i understand oh she's like uh, one of the navi I see you. I see you. Uh, she said, every day I am told uh, by my family and friends who love me that I am beautiful, but I know that I that I that that it needs to be I believed right. from within. Yeah. Uh, just do you and make sure your heart is happy. Okay. It's so weird. That's, that's really cool. And gentlemen, I'm rereading this. Uh, to be perfect, to meet other standards. You know, okay. <laughs> I, listen, I, I understand what she's saying, but some of this... Sh- you bring upon yourself. You know what I mean? A lot of uh, it. Yeah. By constantly yeah. altering yourself to look a certain yeah. way. It's you, you, you are now setting a bar. You're setting a standard. And then when something falls below that standard, 
it's going to be pointed out, hence the the nature of social media. If you're going to put it out there, you've got to be ready to, to, to take all of that, and it's unfortunate. There was somebody who was pointing out yesterday, some sort of social media expert, saying there are people who we think we know what they look like, that we would have no idea who they were, were yeah. we to meet them without their filter. Oh, my God. There is a there's a there's an influencer who um, I follow, and... Her, if you run into her, if she, she's local. If you see her in person compared to what she posts, it is really? a completely different person. Oh, wow. Is it you? No, listen. She's normally she's pretty. She's 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 fine. She's yeah. very. She's pretty. She's good looking. But like these photos make her look <laughs> like a wax figure, right. fake oh. Barbie doll. It's What's her so name? weird. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> I'll show okay. you a picture. But uh, no, yeah, we want to see nice. pictures. Yeah, no, um, Then once we see the picture, we'll say the name on the air. Yeah. No, 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 I'm, I'm kidding. I'm you. <laughs> you know what I do hate, though, is when you are taking a picture and you want to post it and you think, let's say it's your wife. You think she looks great in the picture. Yeah. And then she, well, no, I need she to look it. at it and she hates it. I guess like, it, what yeah. What are you seeing? I, what I see is is a beautiful picture. A beautiful woman in a in a great picture. I know. You know? I know. It doesn't matter though. It's I took a funny picture, uh, or my girlfriend took a funny picture of me last week, and uh, the, it was, I showed <laughs> it to Kathy. And the the cat uh, the the reason it's funny is because the cat's in the background doing something funny, but I look horrible in it, yeah. right? And I'm like, oh, I should post this. And then I thought for a moment. <laughs> I'm going to get crap, you know, and I it made me not want to post a picture. Wait, so, send it to me. Let me see if I can filter it up and right. make you look good. All right. uh, there's uh, Somebody posted the other day some old pictures of me. Probably the worst I've ever looked oh. in my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. thought it was funny, though. Yeah. Luckily, you were Whatever, standing man. next to a guy who was balding and had a, um, a, a mullet. <laughs> but... Um, but listen, if it you can turn the comments off, right? Sure. On these, yes. On these social media posts. Yes, you can. And you probably should. I wonder how that would affect... Like big influencer, like uh, the, any anybody in that Kardashian crew, yeah. if they were to start turning the comments off, how bad would that piss off their followers? You so know, would it? Quick question. This may sound stupid to ask this. Ask this at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. There are still likes on Instagram, uh huh. So yeah. you can so you, you can, can still, still like register oh, sure. exactly. whether you're getting that you exposure without that. the commentary. You still get your yeah. need. Yeah, you know. But the very so. opening line is, "Hey, this is me and my body, unretouched and unfiltered," and that's great. Do that for every photo, and you won't have to deal with the consequences of of the ones that are retouched and uh, and and filtered. Speaking of Instagram, Preston, did you manage to make it over to Paige Peranic yesterday? I did. Steve texted me immediately, alerted me. He's like, uh, Paige Peranic, by the way, who don't know who she is, she's this uh, stunningly beautiful professional golfer. She does. She's not on the tour, but she's she's a pro golfer, and she's a great golfer. She's yeah. really good, but she is drop dead gorgeous, yeah. stunning, unbelievably perfect body and everything and she was doing this instagram live video steve's like go on instagram right now uh she's doing some coverage for the for the masters obviously. and you know what she, what she has to say about the masters and everything just listening to her and the guy she was talking to it was actually really interesting oh, they, yeah. were, they were pointing out i i actually think i might watch a little bit of it this weekend she's uh yeah it's yeah number one that's great to watch it's very soothing to watch the masters but she's we're watching it right now i'm moving on Okay. Uh, let's see. What else we have here for you? Um, I'm going to stay here. <laughs> you, you can stay on her Instagram. Are you watching it from yesterday? I am. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a year after their <laughs> split was confirmed, Timothy Chalamet and Lily Rose Depp are sparking r- oh. reunion rumors. Lily. Earlier this week, the Little Woman star was spotted by paparazzi in New York with an unidentified woman. But in his nearby car, photographers spotted Depp. Ooh, uh, they spotted Lily. Lily. Uh, it was, it was. Lily, hu- Lily, 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 Lily. 
A source confirmed to E! News saying it was her. Uh, they saw her going in an Uber to it his was her. place, uh, pick him up, and head to Brooklyn. It was her, I swear. <laughs> uh, this comes amid reports on social media that they were seen holding hands in New York City. So, t- uh, so Kathy, what do you think of Timothy Chalamet? Uh, Attractive? I, have to, I don't know who that is. Oh, okay. man. Yeah, I think he is. Women love him. <laughs> He's a good-looking dude. The guy yeah. is a really good-looking <laughs> dude. Yeah. yeah. But he also, he falls in that sort of not uh, so rugged, you know, Wait, he's, you guys think he's so, like so good? He's a good-looking looking dude. Yeah, yeah, I mean he's, but no, that, yeah, you gotta that wouldn't watch be my talk, cup of tea. Kathy. You yeah. just gotta watch his facial movements. It's yeah. just so soft and subtle. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? You guys with me? <laughs> right, guys? Yeah. Uh, no, I think all you guys those... agree that when you're when you're pleasuring yourself to Timothy Chalamet pictures, and right. you and your yeah. friends gave your buddy Jeff a hard time about oh, how on. he I'm being tongue in cheek here, couple, uh, yeah. uh, man. I don't think Kathy. He is. You know, he doesn't have those chiseled features. He's not your like. No. He's got he's got the requisite jaw um, yeah. thing, but what he does, he he. I think he falls in that sweet spot. Where he's just between pretty boy and, you know, um, whatever it is. But Mm -hmm. I I guess, like, young Johnny Depp would be similar to what he looks like now. And and now he's dating Johnny's daughter. Johnny's daughter, exactly. Crazy. All right, what else do we have here for you? (laughs) Legs. (laughs) (laughs) Police have been called to Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's Southern California home nine times in nine months. See a Prince William coming out in a wife beater. She never makes what I want for dinner. Don't you disrespect me. Don't you disrespect me. I said sports and dick. Ferris Bueller's Day Out. There we go. That was okay. I yeah. was, that was like Nick made a reference, and I'm like, what is it from? What is it Nine from? Nine times. Oh, that times. One. All right. The pair expressed security concerns. She never listens. Uh, during their tell-all with Oprah, and the Santa Barbara County Sheriff's Office has reportedly responded to calls. He's got uh, caviar stains on the front of his I was having a snack! Listed as property crimes and alarm activations uh, <laughs> after obtaining the data under the Freedom of Information Act. It was reported by The Telegraph. Uh, at 4.13 p.m. on Christmas Eve, deputies were called after a man allegedly trespassed on the property. I want a new shelf! Uh, 37-year-old was booked into the jail. So they have, they have, they're having issues with people stopping by. All right, I love this story. This is great. David Harbour. Love him. He's to great. He's One great. of our favorite guests of all time here in the studio. Uh, spilled some Stranger Things secrets on an Instagram Live uh, yesterday. No, it was two days ago. Uh, he chatted with fans but forgot that he was in his character, Jim Hopper's costume and makeup. I think it was all tongue-in-cheek. I haven't seen it yet. I've just read what he said. He said, what's up, everybody? How's it going? Uh, I haven't done Instagram Live in a little while. I think I can only be here for like three and a half minutes uh, because I think I have to get on the set fairly soon. I'm here shooting season four of our television show. I don't think that I'm supposed to be showing you these things. Who wants to hear spoilers for season four? Let me just read directly from the script. Uh, He got nervous when he saw Millie. Bobby Brown uh, was watching. He said, O.S., he said, uh, Millie, oh, no. Millie, don't don't tell Netflix. Don't tell Netflix that I'm doing Instagram Live from set. I'm just going to read your sections of the script, and I'm just going to tell everybody what happens to Eleven this season. Uh, she then joined him, asking David what he's doing, and he said, I'm so crazy. Uh, I shouldn't be doing this. And then he said, I'm getting fired. Uh, she countered with what, uh, while he might not get fired, he's going to likely get a phone call 
from someone at Netflix. So they're just playing around and having. He's it. also well in July, right? Is the release for Black Widow? Yeah, Fourth of July and weekend. He's a main character in that. Yeah, yeah he, he plays her dad. Her father, right? yeah. Yeah, and it's weird because he's he's in like a Stranger Things. He obviously is in Russia, Soviet yeah. Russia. Yeah, and he's playing a Russian dad in Black Widow. Yep. Uh, let me see here. You know, I had a couple of uh, unfortunate deaths, and they are names that are a little bit off the beaten path. But uh, Walter Okelwitz, uh, I yeah. think is how you say his name. You would know him if you saw him. Yeah, in a especially Seinfeld fans. He's he, he's a very recognizable um, a character actor. Uh, he had played the bartender. Uh, Jacques Renault on the original Twin Peaks. Yeah, uh, he was an oil refinery w- refinery worker on Grace Under Fire, uh, and in his his credits, I was reading. He's just one of those guys. He was in The Rockford Files, Taxi, Barney Miller, Cheers, ER, Family Ties, Married with Children, Moonlighting, L.A. Law, Murder She Wrote, Dharma and Greg, Seinfeld, and just on and on and on. And he was the cable guy in Seinfeld. Uh, he passed away. He was seventy-two. He died Tuesday morning at his home in L.A. Uh, his uh, son, screenwriter Zach Olkowitz, uh, told the Hollywood Reporter he had struggled with health issues during the past twenty years. Uh-huh. Had a series of knee surgeries that caused infections that led him to be bedridden and forced him to take a break from acting. Uh, he had played. Uh, he also in the movies. If you ever saw uh, the movie The Client, yeah, uh, which was a uh, who wrote that? Uh, John Grisham. Grisham. Yeah, uh, he played uh, in the very beginning this character called Romy who kills himself in front of. Uh, uh, two kids oh, to get the right. movie started. Yeah, yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, he uh, returned uh, for. Let's see, he had returned to the show's 2017 uh, Twin Peaks reboot. Uh, his final credit, by the way, and it was his first role in over 15 years. He did it all from behind a bar to cover up the fact that he couldn't stand, according to uh. his son. So that was the last thing he was able to do. So that's always liked him. Sad news. I agree. I agree. And then Steve, another one, and and you may know her name, but you definitely know her work. M Beats. Yes, uh, one of the Lampoon originals. Original Saturday Night Live writer passed away. Foundational SNL writer. Correct. Yeah. So she was one of the original staff on Saturday Night Live, and she created cult sitcom Square Pegs, which I loved. uh, Great show. Uh, she was 74 years old. She I loved her. Wednesday at her home in West Hollywood. Yeah, I was sad to see she this. Was, um, she was good friends. Might have even been a girlfriend of Michael O'Donoghue, who was another, uh, you know, SNL foundational writer. Uh, yeah, starting in 1975 and running for five seasons, Beats was among a team of gifted writers uh, who helped make Saturday Night Live a cultural phenomenon. Uh, another writer on that show, Rosie Schuster. Uh, along with her, would invent the beloved young nerds, uh, Lisa Loopner, you know, played by Gilda Radner, and uh, Todd, who was played by Bill Murray, and even helped coin such catchphrases as Lisa's, that's so funny, I forgot to laugh. So I was, I was listening to Lorraine Newman's uh, uh, audiobook. It's only available on uh, Audible. Yeah. And uh, it's really good. It's a biography, and she mentions Ann Beats and all mm-hmm. those that the earliest days of SNL. Uh, Beats would later draw upon her own acknowledged background as an outsider in high school for her own series, Square Pegs, premiering in 1982. Square Pegs uh, was in a rare sitcom centering on teenage girls and starred Sarah Jessica Parker in an early role as a first-year high school student trying to fit in. Uh, Square Pegs lasted just one season, yeah, uh, but was loved by critics and later praised for anticipating and topping the teen comedies John Hughes would soon become famous for. 
Uh, New York's uh, Magazine's uh, Jen Cheney wrote in 2020, no other show on TV back then would have focused an entire episode on a Pac-Man addiction or a new wave theme bat mitzvah that featured the actual band Devo performing That's good. And you remember you so said that Jamie Gertz was the real school-spirited? Yeah. Yeah. The, she was the popular Yeah, they're girl. really good. Yeah. And then they had the uh, the, the punk rocker. Yeah, so uh, Sarah Jessica Parker tweeted on Thursday, struggling to find adequate and appropriate descriptive words to describe her singular self. I need time because I'm coming up short. Gosh, it was really something. R.I.P. and thank you for my uh, for memories. Very few 17 to 18-year-olds get to make. Uh, her later credits included Murphy Brown and producing a different world as well. So sad news there. Do you know where is the Square Pegs available for viewing anywhere yes, that you know yeah, of? You can find it on. I think I yeah. might go back and watch that. Yeah, it's a. It's uh, my guess is it would still hold up. It was really sharply written. Yeah, it was really dated, but I mean, it would be dated, but still, I'd I'd, I'd love to walk down memory lane with that one. All right, uh, one last thing. We have a couple other things to do after that. But um, all right, somebody explain to me this Nike. Little Nas shoe oh, okay. thing. Okay. <laughs> did you, you watch the video? I did, yeah. Okay. So a uh, Nike reached a settlement of its trademark infringement lawsuit with art brand uh, Mischief, which is spelled M-S-C-H-F. So you understand that yes, part, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't... It was so, so in other words, this, this... Why the lawsuit? This company... This company mods a Nike product. Oh, so they took... Right. Actual and, and, Nike and then was shoes, reselling okay. it. That's what and that I didn't was a understand. trademark infringement. That's why Nike stepped in. Okay, so Little Nas X made Satan shoes uh, for an undisclosed amount, and as part of the agreement, they, they agreed on uh, a, a settlement, which is an undisclosed amount. Uh, the Nike Air Max ninety seven sneakers that were modified. There you go with red yeah. and black accents and invented and an inverted cross and a drop of human blood will be voluntarily recalled. Mischief will buy back any Satan shoes for their original retail price of $1,018 to remove them from circulation, although it's unclear how many people will actually want to sell them back. Wait, who's buying them back? The the company Mischief Uh, who had modded them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the Satan Shoes were released in conjunction with the rapper's controversial music video for the song Montero, uh, Call Me By Your Name, uh, which featured biblical and satanic imagery, including his character giving Satan a lap dance. Uh, at least 200 of the 666 pairs of Satan Shoes that were manufactured were shipped before a judge granted Nike a temporary restraining order on April 1st. And an attorney at the firm that representative Mischief said that they made the Satan shoes, quote, to make a point about how crazy collaboration culture has become. It's his birthday What's today. Lil Nas? Yeah. Oh, well, he happy turns, birthday, uh, Lil Nas. 22. I missed him in my uh, 22. celebrity thing. It's not all that crazy. They didn't get permission from Nike. It's a Nike shoe. No, and that's why the judge <laughs> found it in favor of yeah. Nike, yeah. Um, um, but, okay, so do they buy the shoes from Nike and then mod them, or do they get the shoes from, from Nike and then mod them? Because if they buy them from Nike, do whatever the hell they want with no, them, right? you can't, though. You can't You can't change a, prod, a trademark product and then resell it. Yes, you can. No, you can't. They have to have permission from them. It's their product. It, it, I don't know how that works. Yeah, no, no, no. What I'm no, saying because if I got a pair of shoes and I wanted to sell them to Casey, I could do that. Yeah, right? but if you change them up, you made them look different and you called them Nikes. And you mass sold them. Can't do that. Uh, I, I think I, Kathy's right on that. Whatever it was, the judge found in favor of Nike that they, so they had how many, was it a thousand pairs of shoes? 666. Oh, if of, you of course, in keeping those, with Satan. Yeah, Kathy. They were a thousand dollars. Yes. Yeah, if, if you buy those shoes and then mod them up, 
What about eBay? They're yours. You could do whatever you want with them. You, so, so eBay is selling a, a Nike product, right? Yeah, it's Nike. Well, I mean, if I bought if I bought a pair of Nikes and, and I don't want them anymore. I can go sell them on but eBay, right? You're not changing right? the way they look. Nike didn't no. approve that that style, didn't approve that design. I if, you, to... if you were to look at this shoe, you would think Nike was selling this Satan shoe because it's right. got the Nike logo on the side. And I think that was the point of contention for it's, Nike. It's if, how you go about selling yeah, them. Yeah, you know, if you're, if you're an area. incorporated thing like Lil Nas X was, or right. this shoe was being sold as a as a marketed on thing mass. on mass, right? If it's if it's Casey buying a, a Nike yeah, shoe and you and change I painted it, a duck on it, yeah, yeah. I, I think that, you know that, that's where the fine line is. Which and is, he was making money off. Of right, he, and that's was, why it ended was, up going to court. Yeah, jacking up the price after the mod and then making money. Wait, you have duck shoes? I do have duck shoes. Casey painted it for me. <laughs> Might be interesting. Duckies. That. Mm-hmm. Duckies. Yeah. All right, uh, it's Friday. That means there's movies over. Hey! That means that we got something to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, movies opening this week, and number one is Thunder Force. Thunder Force. Comedy adventure starring Melissa McCarthy, Octavia Spencer, and Jason Bateman. Uh, Two childhood best friends reunite as an unlikely crime-fighting superhero duo duo, when one invents a formula that gives ordinary people superpowers. Uh, Hour and 45 minutes long. It's PG-13. It is streaming, and there is no score on Rotten Tomatoes as of now. May I I suggest something here, just quickly? Her husband is Ben Falcone, who's a very funny guy, and I think is probably better suited to be a funny character in movies along with Melissa McCarthy. So he wrote and directed this. Yeah. And he's done a couple of films with Melissa McCarthy that all get ripped to shreds and oh. that usually aren't very good. Yeah. So maybe that's not his thing. He, but at, like as the uh, as the, the the federal agent in Bridesmaids on on the plane. Yeah. That's you know. Uh, did you end up watching the one with Melissa McCarthy where uh, with it's like super intelligence or whatever? I did. I enjoyed it. It was, it was cute. Yeah. I don't, did Ben Falcone have anything to do with that? I don't. You know what? I don't know. Right. I don't know. They they collab a lot, obviously. Yeah. But uh, I have a legit crush on Octavia Spencer. Oh, I there you think go. She is the cutest thing, man. Then watch that movie Ma. She's naughty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, then one more. Uh, Voyagers opens this weekend. Sci-fi thriller starring Colin Farrell, Ty Sheridan, and Lily Rose Depp. Uh, with, go ahead. Uh, all right, I was gonna put it to rest, but Lily, 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 legs, Lily, Lily. With the future of the human race in danger, a group of young men and women bred for enhanced intelligence and to suppress emotional impulses embark on an expedition to colonize a distant planet. Soon things descend into chaos as they're consumed by fear, lust, and the hunger for power. Uh, It's an hour and 48 minutes long. It's PG-13, and it's got a theater release, Rotten Tomato score, 32%. Yeah, not so good. All right, uh, so... We have breaking news. Uh, breaking news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it's it good? Is no. Uh, breaking, breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, so, and I'll read directly from the royal family's tweet. It says, "It is with deep sorrow that Her Majesty the Queen has announced the death of her beloved husband, His Royal oh, Highness no. Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh." 
He was 101, I think. 99. He was 99. I thought yeah. he made it to 100. Uh, he passed away this morning. He just said, had a birthday. Yeah. At Windsor Castle. Remember, he just got out of the hospital. Yeah, he was, uh, in, he the was ho- in there. And they, we uh, didn't know he was in the hospital for as long as he was. Yeah, so, wow. Listen. What, what an life, amazing though. life. Yeah, yeah. What an amazing life. I, I was just uh, looking at pictures. They, they're releasing more pictures from this video documentary about them. It was like the early 50s. They discovered all this footage of the family. They're, they're taking, you know, Charles and, and uh, you know, from his first fishing trip and stuff like that. It, yeah. it, it's amazing to see, especially in light of the crown. If you would like to get a, a Cliff's Notes version of who Prince Philip, you know, was, we can use that term now. Then watch that first season of The Crown. Yeah. It delves into his introduction into the family and some of the hurdles he had to overcome to be a part of that family. Also, some of the scandalous things that he was a part of and and so on. Uh, A a guy that I really didn't know much about until I watched that show, and it's very interesting. You know, you... you... (laughs) What happens is a lot of times you take... and and, Oh, there's there's big Leviathan, and I don't... You have no appreciation for it. I think the crown does a good job of humanizing them. Yeah, yeah. And also, there is a context that we cannot understand. Yes. You, you cannot understand that context. You can't understand what happens when you're a a, a young woman and you are become queen of England. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's... And what comes along with that and, and the demands, it's it's... Incomprehensible, and he had real tragedy he in his did. life. I mean, yeah. he had some awful things happen to him as a as a young man and as a teenager and and young adult. And uh, I mean, what? But what a life the guys! It's a century, you know, yeah. a century long. Yeah, and we also it's hard for us to wrap our minds around having figureheads like that. Yeah. in our nation that are important to the culture. You know, I it, keep thinking of Frank Drebin. <laughs> Description of the monarch. Well, it may seem stupid to oh, us. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that for the day. Yeah. Uh, well, that's sad news. So uh, that's just breaking. So we, we just got that uh, across now. So maybe we'll get to expand on that at some point. Um, uh, in the meantime, we do have some clips to play. So I'm going to go to those. Uh, after failing to make the cut to join the now powerhouse Mighty Ducks junior hockey team, 12-year-old Evan's mother encourages him to form a new team of underdogs in the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. And in this clip, star Kiefer O'Reilly talks about what it means to be a Mighty Duck. They're, they're really good, but they're power-hungry, they're mean, they're ruthless. And Mighty Ducks is not the team name. It's, you know, just have fun, be yourself, don't really care about other teams. Uh, New episodes, I haven't heard that in a while. (laughs) New episodes of the Mighty Ducks Game Changers uh, stream every Friday on Disney. Here's the next I think I want to see this. Yeah, it looks good. This week on the Falcon and Winter Soldier, the duo teams up to test their abilities and patience in a global adventure. And in this clip, Anthony Mackie discusses what it was like to work on the show during COVID and how that influenced production. The big takeaway for me was how appreciative I was that everyone was looking out for each other. Uh, at no point in time did we have people huffing and puffing. Every single person on the crew were just as invested into this show as we were. That's why I think it's turned out so special. That's why I think when people see it, they're going to love it. Because you really got a full-fledged effort to make the show work. Yeah! The show is so good. It's I haven't, excellent. I haven't finished the most recent episode. I got to watch part of it the other day, but it's so well done. You I, know, I love Anthony Mackie. I'm so proud that he's managed to, to have this career and, yeah. and, and get this, you know, this really big 
Jewel uh, in uh, in in acting with with this franchise and and the chemistry between the both of them ah. is excellent. The asides, the, the the exchanges, my wife. That's really the main attraction to the show. Um, you know, uh, uh, for my wife, who's just she, like a lot of times the real straight up action, she starts to get bored. And of course, I love it. But uh, those moments, those in, interchanges, and those um, you know the. The sort of um, the staring contest they get into yeah. in front of the psychiatrist. It's just great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, new episodes, Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, is today on Disney+. Plus. Awesome. All right, there you go. That's your entertainment report for you. Uh, we're going to take a break. We have uh, guys from Mystery Science Theater 3000 back on our show. We had them on last year, but they, they had this Kickstarter campaign yeah. yesterday. Thought they might need a little boost. They already hit their $2 million goal yesterday. But we're going to have Joel and Matt on uh, to talk about, um, you know, maybe some new episodes down the road. Uh, and we'll get into some other stuff, too. we got a lot to talk about today. We'll take a break, come back, and money to give away as well. Don't miss the money clip. 93.3 WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Money Clips. Wow, we have a lot of clips. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your money clip up to seven times a day. Weekdays at 8 a.m., 10, and noon. Then 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. We'll play one of your favorite Preston and Steve clips. Not up but yeah. And also give you a keyword. Text that to 45911 or enter it on our website or app to get in the running for the $10,000 grand prize every time you play. That's crazy! See official rules and details at WMMR.com. I scared! Sponsored by Hyundai City, South Jersey's official Hyundai headquarters. 93.3 WMMR. They rock, guys. Up, everybody. Everything that rocks. So I've got some very Philadelphia-centric things to talk about. Oh. I think we need to head out on the streets. Razzmatazz. It's time to pound the pavement with the man who knows all. Our city beat editor, Preston Elliott. Yeah, I got my finger on the pulse. What's that? I like the razzmatazz. Razzmatazz. Uh, so we're going to start with this. Uh, the Wells Fargo Center announced yesterday that it is planning full capacity shows this fall. Yeah. Now, it remains to be seen. You know, you keep in mind things could change, but as of now, that's the plan. So that's good. Just hearing that, yeah, it, that they're working towards that in that time frame. Understanding that there could be hiccups, but we're going in the right direction. So Mexico's Benda MS on September 4th is the first one on the books. That's next, the only show I wanted to see. Next up will be Eric Church, the current Country Music Association Entertainment of the Year. That's October 9th. Uh, Andrea Bocelli uh, is in slated to sing on December 8th. And the arena also announced two acts slated for 2022. And that would be uh, Kane Brown on January 13th and uh, Roger Waters. How many is going to be his postponed tour? And I've got more on music news coming up with that later on. That's in August, uh, August 5th and 6th of 2022. But they're saying that fall, we could see some more things fill up. We'll see how adventurous the bands, the groups are that yeah. want to take a chance at booking dates. You know well, what I mean? Did you hear about the Wells Fargo modifications? They have a, they employed, I think it's a $13 million new HVAC system that can refresh, no. oh, yeah, recirculate the air in the entire complex every 30 minutes. Okay. Uh, so it remains to be seen whether COVID-19 restrictions will loosen to allow full capacity shows by fall. As of this week, the city's allowing 20% capacity 
at Wells Fargo Center for sporting events up to uh, from 15%. Uh, Pennsylvania state regulations allow crowd sizes up to 25% capacity at indoor venues elsewhere. And so there's some smaller venues as well uh, that have made some announcements for full capacity indoor shows. Ardmore Music Hall announced uh, 22 new shows starting with uh, Ghost Note on September 10th. Uh, the Philly band Low Cut Connie is set to play at the Fillmore in Fishtown October 14th. And on Thursday, Union Transfer announced that Michelle's Michelle Zahner's band, Japanese Breakfast, will open their tour for their new album, Jubilee, there on August 7th. <laughs> uh, so no word yet on, you know, if that officially is all going to happen or not, but dates are being announced. Jackson so. Brown, um... Was it Jackson Brown and James, James Taylor. Taylor? Yeah, that's right. A, that's outdoors. I mean, that's outdoors. Well, but at still, the shed. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And that's the summer. That's one I want to go to. I'm psyched about Roger Waters too. I've never seen that. You, uh, I think Casey has. I don't know who else has, but I. That's one that's on the list. I yeah. got to go see yeah. that one. And it might. It, and I'll get to music news later on. But he, he's kind of lightly teasing. It might be his last right. run on tour, but maybe not. He's kind of being ambiguous about it. So He wants to yeah, get back go, to ventriloquism. Uh, yeah. Okay. Go see him if you have the opportunity because it may be the, the last time. So uh, that's step one on the city beat. And then <laughs> this really cool thing uh, that Marissa sent me that was out of the Philly voice. And it's a meme that is has been created by somebody who's really had some time to do their research. So I'll, I'll read directly from the article. It says here, a fun meme making the rounds on social media this week utilizes the template of an iceberg to illustrate the old tip of the iceberg idiom. So each tier that you see on this meme, that's that it, it's, a, it's a photo of an iceberg and it's in sections where you have above and the very tip and then so right. down the layers because, you know, like uh, 80% of an iceberg is underwater. Uh, so it shows an iceberg above and then below the surface of the water. And as you go deeper into the bottom of where the iceberg is, there is more information. I'll explain what all that means. So each tier deeper below the surface takes a closer look at the lore of Philadelphia, the arcana of Philadelphia, from historical events to seemingly random happenings and people who have become part of the local lore, according to the article. Uh, and the idea, by the way, this is written by Michael Tenenbaum, the, uh, who, uh, in the Philly voice. So the idea of the meme is that basically, uh, that the part of the iceberg above the water, AKA the tip consists of things that most people know about and associate with Philadelphia, a la Ben Franklin and, uh, snowballs and, and, you know, being thrown at the, at, at Santa Claus and stuff like that. And in the largest print Preston at the top of the page, gritty, gritty. Yeah. Yeah. So so anyway, uh, as one descends lower, each tier is stocked with people, places, and events that only more seasoned Philadelphians would recognize. And the credit goes to this guy named Cameron Jones. He's a writer and illustrator who moved to Philadelphia from Tampa, Florida about five years ago. Whoa. So this guy who's only lived here for five years has, has dived deep into the world of Philly, and it's very uh, well done. He's pulled up stuff that goes back to maybe even like pre pre city pre state status. Yeah. So I see something in here that that would predate Philadelphia proper. Yeah. All right. So so do you want to go through some of this stuff? Yes. Uh, yeah. And, it's and fascinating. See, see if you guys remember a few of these things. So at the very top, at the tip of the iceberg, like I said, you've got uh, anything Ben Franklin. You got Love Park, the Rocky statue, the Art Museum steps. The Liberty Bell, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so that's what everybody knows. 
Uh, then you go down just a little bit deeper. And like I said, it, it goes incrementally. There's, I think there's seven sections eventually. Uh, then you've got um, the Mutter Museum. Okay. Right. Uh, the SS United States. I was just by there yesterday. And, oh, yeah. Uh, God, I want to get on that thing. It looks so cool. Now, some of these things are in larger font than others. So right. some are a little bit smaller. So in this section, you'll see things like the Philadelphia Experiment. Uh, do you guys? So you guys all know the Philadelphia Experiment, right? The, yep, uh, I do. the, the, the ship in, uh, invisibility, supposedly. You know what else is on here? Hitchbot. Hitchbot, which of course we did Birdbot after that. Yes, Popebot Pope actually Bot. was our big one. Yeah, uh, Frank Rizzo, the Mural Arts Project, the Move Bombing is in very large type. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's one that I don't know from this, uh, from and this is just the very the very uh, top here, Furnace Party. You guys know what that is? Nope. All right, Marissa's pointing, so it's on here. It says uh, it's got an explanation. Um, letter passed around to Brewerytown residents requesting that they gather at the vacant lot at 27th and Girard, turned into a big party in 2019, turned out to be written by a man who has lived in the neighborhood for 40 plus years. I don't know why it's called a furnace party, though. Marissa would know. Marissa's <laughs> our city beat, city beat uh, expert. Marissa? Yeah, if you guys remember, a few years ago, there was these letters that were, like, stapled all over Brewerytown. They were put in... Um uh, people's mailboxes, and it, there was like a tinfoil man involved, and something about a I furnace. Don't. About a furnace? Yeah, yeah I don't remember, remember that. About it? Did, did it come up on our show ever? We did because it was very elusive, and nobody knew exactly uh, yeah. what it was. I'm trying to like uh, pull up the party right now. I'm sorry, pull up the letter right now. Okay. Um, oh, steel yeah. Steel furnace letter is what it was called. Okay. All right, well, anyway, that's one I didn't know. Me no. neither. Uh, no. All right, so then just below the surface in the third section on here, and feel free to comment on any of these. Some of these, I, I yeah, I am already don't know. A few of them uh, I definitely am quite aware of. And Marissa said there's some on here that might not be topic for conversation on the show, so I don't know okay. what a few of these are. So uh, let's go with ones we might know. The Wanamaker organ. Yes, yes. We all course. know about that, Wanamakers. Learned about that years ago. Flash mob fights. I remember those. Okay. Uh, 1964 race riots I've heard of, but I don't really know much about. Uh, the Poe House. Yes. You know where that, that is. Been Love it. Before. Um, all right. How about Eraserhood? I haven't heard of Eraserhood. I don't know uh, that one. There's a um, mural on Spring Garden Street. Um, what would you say that is? 13th and Spring Garden. Nick Murphy and I are looking at each other. Yeah. Um, of um, Who's the guy that... Um, r- David, Lynch? David Lynch? David Lynch. David Lynch wrote... Uh, that movie at the uh, cafe uh, in Fairmount. That's right. Uh, he, he, he lived here. Mural. He was inspired to the write drone. that movie by yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah. It was apparently written at the London Cafe, okay. the London Grill, which doesn't exist anymore. And there's a big mural oh. in that oh, area. Oh, the head. I yeah. never realized that. Oh, that's oh, so I cool. Mean, I would recognize that immediately. Yeah, there's a, 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 a racer head mural right I on the side. I need to see that, that in person. 12th right. and Spring Garden. By the yeah. way, we have more murals than any city in the world. In the world. In Philadelphia. I love it. Yeah. Preston, I see one right at the top in the upper left on uh, at that level. Boner forever? Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah, what was that? Remind it's me. It's on the side of the building. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we and met uh, um, female, uh, jo- female Joe, Joe Pesci. Pesci. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Wait, but that's gone now, right? No. No? Wait, female Joe Pesci or Boner Forever? Boner Forever. Oh, no, Boner Forever's still there. All right, how about Chicken Man Assassination? Anybody remember that? I do not. Gene? 
Do you know about the chicken man? I have no idea. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So, so whatever it was, was a tragedy. If, if anybody does and they want to call in and, and enlighten us, feel free to do that. Uh, here's one. Now, we all know this. Veteran Stadium courtroom. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. In fact, we... Uh, when that story broke, did you almost end up in that? No, case? I ended up in the uh, Lincoln Financial Field courtroom. Okay, uh, I got let go. It was a, it was a mistrial. <laughs> <laughs> Not even when we were doing the. Uh... Dude, listen, man, I gotta tell you, like I was dead to rights, and these uh, cops and and security guards were so cool because after I got caught. And, and I was being escorted down like I was cool. Like, yeah. I, I didn't put up a fight or anything like that. And, you know, essentially when we were walking down there, they said, what should we tell the judge you did? And I was like, um, just don't. Uh, I was like, I don't know, like yelling at some fans or something like that. They're like, OK, because that's not what I did. And what I will did never. You do? I can't tell you. Okay. I can't tell you. I broke the law. Okay. okay. I right. broke the law. And, and that's uh, what they the said? They, you were just yelling at fans? That's what they said. And, tell me and the here. cop is, I mean, the judge is looking in my eyes. And he goes, okay. You know, like, he didn't, he, he, knew, he knew it. He, he knew. Was like, all right, He's <laughs> looking in my eyes. He's like, mm, oh my yeah, I don't think so. But, okay, this is what they said you did. And then, and that was a fourth and 26 game. And I watched that through the uh, window of an RV in the parking lot. Sad, <laughs> sad night. Oh and my that was, right. But that was at the link. That was at the link. Did you not go out at the veteran stadium courtroom. <laughs> did okay. you go out and then kill a chicken man? I right? did not kill a chicken man, but right. there's a reason why I don't drink anymore. And, uh, All right, that's hang one on. of the reasons. <laughs> I want to go to Ellen. She knows what the chicken man thing was. Hey, Ellen, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Chicken man was the nickname of Philly mob boss Phil Testa. Okay. Oh, yes. And his uh, assassination started off a mob war, like, in the late, in, I guess, the 70s into the 80s that, like, Angelo Bruno, I mean, it was nasty. Ellen, is is part of this depicted in the movie The Irishman? I believe that might be, yeah. I haven't seen The Irishman, but I do know that they talk about, I mean, the guy was from Delco. Yes, yeah. Be proud, Casey. Yeah. Yeah, so, Steve, you know where you've heard (laughs) a reference to the Chicken Man before is in the Springsteen song, Atlantic City. Chicken Man. The opening line is, well, they blew up the Chicken Man in Philly last night. I had no idea that this connection, I'm just reading this now. I just thought there was a man who was part chicken. No, they blew up the Chicken Man in Philly last night, now they blew up his house, too. And so, um, yeah, it's a great song by Springsteen. I love it, and that's, that's in reference to this story. No, the guy that was part chicken used to perform on the boardwalk in Atlantic City. <laughs> That's right, yeah. But they didn't blow him up. Okay, all right. Well, thank you for the heads up. Listen, guys, if, if you know some of these, feel free. Now, this one I know, and I actually, I wish I would, I created a t-shirt with his picture, and I wanted to oh. make, and, and I never had it printed, and I, I think I have the template saved, uh, but on this level, it says Vent Guy. Yes. That guy. The oh. guy who would stand over the... Yes! Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Sure, great. That yeah. was fun. And in his, loose shorts. And his shorts and shirt would blow up. I love that yeah. guy. Does Where he was still, that? Does he exist still, Marissa, that you know of? I mean, it's hard to tell from this past year, but... I feel like I've seen him more recently than not. Like, okay. at least within the past year or so. It's been a bunch of years since we talked about him. He stood yeah. to the side of... It was at the corner, and, and he was to the side of a restaurant where... They were not happy that he was standing out there, right? He I remember would go the out thing. there and air himself out. Yeah, we had people watching him live on the phone. All right. Uh, thank you for the people on hold about the chicken man. We already got our answer. Chicken so but listen there. If there are other things that come up, please, please let us know. Back. This is a meme that we're discussing. It was written about in the Philly Voice, and it uh, explains how deep your knowledge of Philadelphia goes using an iceberg 
as a metaphor, and we're only at that we're just below the surface. So, vent guys on there. ODB McDonald's. That's when uh, old, old dirty, dirty bastard, bastard got arrested. Yeah. I remember there was like a news <laughs> conference or whatever. He was being interviewed. Yeah, and, uh, he was like, hey, "Don't you worry about ODB. I've been living on bird seed." <laughs> I was like, "What?" He was living on bird seed at the time. They do the McRib for a few months, and then yeah. they do bird seed. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go down another level. Uh, so now we're uh, we're getting below, well below the surface. Uh, and I'll read the ones that I know you guys okay. know. Philly Jesus. Yes. Yeah. He gets arrested every now and then, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, the Toynbee Tiles. Now, we talk can, about which we've talked about many times well, for years. You, Preston, are the first person I ever knew that ever noticed them. Right. And, we, and you brought them up on the air. Uh, yeah, because there used to be ago. one on my drive to work. There was one on... The Blue Route, yeah. yeah, right where it opens up to three lanes. Yeah, right, what the hell is this uh, on the Blue Route southbound before you get to uh, the Route One exit? Yeah, uh, the City Ave exit, and uh, and I'm like, what? And that thing intrigued me, and I eventually did some research about it and found out it was this thing called the Toynbee Tiles, and that one's gone. That one's been gone for a long time, but there are several that still exist in the city. Uh, other things on this list, and we're starting to get into territory of things that I that I don't know. Like Black Hulk Hogan. Do you guys know Black Hulk Hogan? Nope. No. Oh. I don't know that okay. one. Uh, how about the Coltrane house? John, John Is Coltrane? Is it John Coltrane? I know that Charlie Parker. No. It's Roscoe P. Coltrane. I oh, think. from yeah. the yeah. I, I know that. I know that Charlie Parker, one of the all-time great and creators of bebop and, and jazz, uh, had a house in, um, I want to say Roxborough. Uh, that he lived in for a while. And that's, he's one of the all-time great legends. If this is referring to John Coltrane, then that would be yeah. pretty damn impressive, too. So in 1946, after being discharged from the Navy, he returned to Philadelphia where he plunged into the heady excitement of the new music and blossoming, blossoming bebop scenes. So he okay. lived in Philly for a stretch. Oh, that's cool. Uh, here's here's one that we know. Dumpster pool parties. Yes. yes. Yep. <laughs> so we know that. Um, what about Miracle on 13th Street? Oh, is that the Christmas? Anybody know that? Yeah, that's the the Christmas lights. Yep. Now we're we're getting a thumbs up and a head nod from Nick Murphy. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's, what, it's, what is that quickly? It's, the entire street is just... Oh, I is mean, this a recent phenomenon? Uh, I, no, I think it's been going on for a long time. Okay. But it, it, was on my, um, it was on my holiday activities list yes, years ago. I but, I mean, we, we did it. We went through on, on a bus. I mean, you move at, like, two, three miles an hour. That's how packed it gets during the holidays. You can walk down it as well. But, I mean, it's the it's whole like street. And where? Uh, Nick, what is it? Do you know 13th and where? Nick Murphy. 13th and Miracle, on thir- Miracle on 13th Street. It's right in South Philly. Literally everybody who lives on the block decorates their house. It, but it's, it's beyond that. It's like n- not just like you would throw up Christmas de- decorations. The whole house okay. is I'm just wondering where because 13th is a big it's street. street yeah. it's, it's long. So, uh, um, 1600 South 13th Street. 1600 block of, okay. Preston, I'm looking at this and, and maybe you can clarify this. Penn statue jerking it. Is that is that Joe Paterno? <laughs> uh, Penn statue. Is that in the section that we're in? Yeah. I think that is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look at William Penn, oh, that's uh, it. A certain angle. That's it. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It looks like he's. And in fact, <laughs> used to be in the, the city paper or something like that was their <laughs> yeah. logo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where it looks like he's got his, his Johnson hanging out. Uh, original thinker sculpture. That's at yep. the um, Rodin Museum. By the way, thirteen. The miracle on thirteenth is between Tasker and Morris. Okay. Thank you, Marissa. Uh, graffiti Pier. Yes. Familiar with that? I've never been. My cousin Neither goes all the time. Yeah. Didn't we go do like... No, that's, no that was on, that's on FDR Park. Oh, we did FDR Park. Yeah, that's, that's right, yeah. 
where the skate ramps are and stuff. All right, let's get to, we have calls on Black Hulk Hogan. I'm going to go to Bill. Hey, Bill, good morning. Hey, good morning, Ed. Hey, good, good morning, morning Ed. What's up, man? All right, so yeah, uh, Black Hulk Hogan, he's actually, he's a big wrestling fan. And uh, if you go to any, like, WWE show, uh, even some of the local whatever ones, um, so he's a, like a middle-aged black guy. He dresses just like Hulk Hogan. That's has great. The spandex, has the bellas. Uh, he's also deaf, but you will see him at every show. And he's right. down, like, you can take We're looking at him now. He, he's It's hilarious. It looks great. All right, Bill, thanks yep. for the heads up. I appreciate he's it. Black Hulk Hogan. No All right, not to... Not to be... Not to put it on us for a moment, but shouldn't... I mean, we've been on the air here for 23 years. <laughs> Shouldn't Gadzooks be on here somewhere, maybe? Oh, Gadzooks. Like, like only Philadelphians would look at that word and, and get that, maybe? You know what? I think there's or a Pierre. Spanksgiving, Spanksgiving Day Parade. Great day in the morning. <laughs> Great day in the morning. How about just WMMR? Yeah. I mean, right. the entity that this has been in the, stage, in the city for I know what years. they're going for here, so I, 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 can, I can see where we might be edged out. All right, we need to go down one more level because there there's a but there are some things on here that I don't recognize, but I want to move down because it's already 7:43 and we only have so much time. Uh so now we're down 1 2 3 4 5 levels on this iceberg going under the water if you're just tuning in. These are things that you as a Philadelphian might or might know and, and but these are more in the in the the lore of the city. Right, things, right. things that uh that uh, that you either that are obvious and above the waterline or deep down below. Uh, so let me read a few. Th- okay, here's one I recognize: Ira Einhorn. Uh, yeah, of course, the mur- the infamous murdered his wife. Mur- uh, yep, correct. And, and put her in a uh, in a cooler. Right, oh. they, they found uh, the, the the cooler floating. The Swiss cheese pervert. Yeah. Right. Well, we helped with that one. We yes, did. we did. If we were, if we're not directly on here, Preston, our <laughs> fingerprints are all over. Well, just, if he's on here, yeah, yeah. why uh, are we not? I know. Uh, Sigma Sound Studios, mm-hmm. legendary, yeah. legendary. Yeah. That should be further up, I would think. Yep. There's some Casey. Which there. one? Go ahead. All right. So you have on there uh, Kermit Gosnell. He's the uh, abortion yeah. doctor. Yeah. They found right. all those uh, uh, fetuses. He's fetuses. in jail. Right now. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Also, Eddie Savitz, uh, better known as Uncle Eddie. Right. Um, Gary Heidnick case. Yep. He was another one. Eddie Savitz was the one who would pay kids for their used underwear. I right? actually have friends who sold them his uh, their underwear. They were like, yeah, fifty and bucks. Ga- Gary Heidnick drove around in the in the bunny van and had uh, w- uh, women uh, and people he murdered in his basement. All right, what's the Robeson house? Paul Robeson? R O B E S O N. I don't know. Oh. Uh, how about the Rosenbach Museum? Anybody know that Anyone? one? Anyone? Okay. There's the Cave of Kelpius, which I we've mentioned a number of yeah, times. Which that's... is uh, yeah, I've I've been in it many times. I I, I used what to it? hike right by it. So if you go down uh, uh, in uh, um, yeah, we talked about the hundred steps, and you go in the God, I'm having a brain fart. Wish they can trail. If you follow, if you go off, there is a paved trail and, and there is a dirt path trail. If you go on the dirt path trail, you will go right by the opening. Of the Kelpius Cave, it, there was a a, um, a cult, right? Uh, yeah, it was actually they were sort of a cult or something. They were very trippy. They were uh, they were big into astrology and they okay. were very benevolent. Okay, but, maybe not um, a cult. Yeah, but I mean, it was Preston. We're talking like sixteen seventy, sixteen eighty. Okay, yeah, all the way back. Yeah. I, so it's not in Philadelphia, but there's something similar in these. There are woods behind and walking trails behind Swarthmore College, and. It's all the way tucked back in the corner of this campus, but there's like it's essentially like an altar 
You know, like it, it's almost like the ancient Mayans this, lived this, there. Yeah, the, the Kelpius Cave is is perfect for satanic rituals. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. What was that one time? Remember we talked about there was a um, like a, a leader who had kind of an, uh, a religion of his own in this area. Might have been like Lower Marion or something like that. Where I think um, there's a, there's a home around here, and he died, and was it was he buried at the house or something like that? And oh man, we talked about it on the air years ago, and I don't I, Jervis. It was very <laughs> weird. No, it was, it was he had a group of followers. It does sound familiar, yeah, but Jervisians. The Jervisians? Yeah. <laughs> There's <Hi>. two guys. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if anybody remembers Jervis that or not. and his follower. No, it was very exclusive. and, and oh. Oh, Man, that's a tough one. All right, let's move on to the next level below. We're now, we're at, okay, we're at the, let, let me read a couple more from this, and then we have one more level to go, and then that's it. No, no two more levels to go. Uh, the school asbestos crisis. Yes. Yeah. I remember that. Big time. Cleaning all that. Sort what's of still going on. Still right. doing it. Yeah. 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 What's the Logan Triangle? I know that name. I know Logan Square and, and Logan Fountain and all that stuff, but I've heard, I thought, I want to say I've heard of Logan Triangle before. I, that, I don't know that. If I may jump quickly, Preston, I just want to get clarification. I don't know. They're, they have it listed as Sears Complex. Yeah. Is that, does that hold any special meaning to anybody here other than a Sears shopping center mm-hmm. of merit? No. Okay, and then below it is Byberry, which everyone used to know as the uh, the asylum, right? Oh, is that what that is? Byberry, right? Oh, okay. I was don't the, know. Was the Logan Triangle uh, a development that was sinking? Does anybody mm-hmm. know if that's correct? Marissa is saying thumbs up on that, yes. Okay. okay. Uh, and Byberry, excuse me, Byberry, I don't really know. And by the way, we're just touching a little bit. There's yeah. there, are, there are hundreds of uh, things on here. It looks like hundreds. Anyway. I like uh, that ENIAC is mentioned. Who? ENIAC. Uh, so underneath 1793 yellow fever pandemic, the first computer really ever was invented here in Philadelphia. And it was two giant. At Penn? Fl- at UPenn. Yeah. Yep. And it was two giant floors of like, you know, back when computers were literally like tubes and yeah. whatever the hell else. And But yeah, it was massive. And I think it ended up in the Smithsonian. All right. And what's bus to nowhere? Uh, that, that sounds vaguely. The answer. bus to nowhere. Or carrot cake man. That sounds interesting. I want to know about Carrot Cake Man. Byberry was the Philadelphia State Hospital of Byberry. Okay. All right. Uh, Anybody who knows about these things, feel free to call 215-263-WMMR. All right, let's go to the sixth level. Remember, there's seven levels of this all together, and we're getting deeper and deeper into you need to be a local to know this stuff. Lemon Meringue Pie Man, Preston, is in this level. No, he's not. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Now, I might not recognize anything. No, I do, do. recognize one. The first Legionnaire's outbreak. Yay. That happened here. Lowe's Hotel? Or, you also, yeah. rec- you also oh, recognize Legionnaire's something Hotel. else. It was the Legionnaire's Hotel. Yes, oh, it was? That's why it's called that, yeah. Oh, I thought it was... Uh... It was a group of it was the Legionnaires. the Legionnaires convention at the... Uh, not the Legionnaires Hotel. It was the one on North Broad. Um, oh, Isn't it the Lowe's? It's not it's the not Lowe's. The Lowe's? No. no, no, no. It's North Broad uh, in between uh, City Hall and uh, Temple. I'll look it up. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah, so... The bus to nowhere actually is pretty cool. I, I have never heard of this, but uh, it's a, a SEPTA bus that uh, all SEPTA buses have pickup and drop-off locations. This SEPTA bus has no pickup and no drop-off location. Uh, according to the local urban legend, uh, it displays nothing. It has no route number. We talked about it. We did the talk route, about it. The route is unknown. Uh, it's not on transportation maps. Okay. I remember, okay. I remember uh, uh, maybe like two years ago we talked about this. Um, yeah, and it was just one of. The, is it an urban legend? No, they. Well, well, okay, maybe because it says that some Philadelphians say they've seen the bus winding its yeah. way through the city streets. 
All right, here's some other things. Uh, West Philly Street dildos. <laughs> that sounds like fun. I don't know. That's, a, that's the worst gang in the city. That's a band, West Philly Street dildos. <laughs> How about one you also know, Preston, in that level? You know H.H. Holmes hanging. H.H. We've talked about it. Well, yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the serial, serial killer. killer. That's he, right. They, and and, and they, they wanted it, to disinter him, right? Yeah, they didn't know. There was a rumor about whether he was actually killed yeah. and whether he was in his tomb. Right. Okay. And then next to that is John Newman's body. Um, and it is has been on display for as long as I can remember. We did a He's field a trip saint there. Now, yeah, right? yeah. So yeah. and so I don't know if his body is like encased in wax or Where? whatever. It's at a church yeah, downtown. in the city of Philadelphia. Um, yeah, Catholic yeah. Church. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sometimes they, they, they put bodies on display. Why not? I've seen them before. Yeah, what the hell? If you run out of floral arrangements. Right. <laughs> By the way, Legionnaire's uh, disease was at the um, Bellevue Stratford Hotel in North Broad. Okay. Uh, let me see. Let me go to Maureen because she can tell us about the carrot cake man. Hi, Maureen. You're on the city beat. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing today? Wonderful. So you know about Carrot Cake Man? I do. So in the late 80s, I went to Philadelphia College of Pharmacy and Science in South or in West Philly. Mm-hmm. And my roommates and I lived on 46th and Cedar Ave. And on the corner, um, the next corner, which would have been 47th and Cedar, was a little store called the Carrot Cake Man. And this guy was incredible, and every day he would make these fresh carrot cakes with amazing cream cheese icing. And he had all kinds of flavors, blueberry carrot cake and lemon carrot cake and um, just anything you could think of. And when he would bake them, the whole block would smell like carrot cake. It was that sounds okay. cool. And that's I, the carrot cake. Man. I wonder if that's what, so so his name was Vernon Wilkins. Does that sound familiar? I, I don't I don't know his name. I we all knew him as the carrot cake man and he was this really tall, thin guy, really friendly, yeah. really nice guy. Yeah, this looks like it's him. There's a picture, but it says that he originally started traveling on city buses, at subways and on foot selling dollar slices of homemade carrot uh, carrot cake. I do remember hearing that. Preston, and I, I do remember, too, that when you went in, I think you could get different sizes. There was a large, and it was more like a loaf, a loaf carrot cake, large, small, and then I think you could also get the cupcakes, and I <laughs> think I remember. Well, he had a whole assortment, but I think the fact that he was, I think he's probably known because he, as you said, the whole area smelled like his carrot cakes. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Thank you, Maureen. Appreciate the heads up. All right, now you guys got me thinking about carrot cake. Now. Yeah, me too. How about the West Philly Street dildos? You know anything about those? <laughs> Can't help you now. Preston, right, is that Philadelphia's you. version of the Warriors? Uh, it might be. Marissa? So I found out that uh, in West Philly, there just happens to be a lot of dildos all over the streets. What? Oh. It's that simple. All right. And there's also like a phenomenon where they have a lot of possums, so uh, they're trying to paint a mural of a possum holding a dildo. Oh, no. They actually pitched it. They pitched it to mural arts. By the way, um, I have to mention on there, um, I, I'm not sure how it's listed, but I, you guys all have to watch Concrete uh, Cowboy. Cowboy, Cowboy yeah, on it's great. Netflix. Oh my god, it's so good. And it talks about the horse farms uh, in Brewery Town. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and watch that this weekend for sure. And then Pepper Pot Soup is on there, and I had never ever heard of Pepper Pot Soup. And then my wife, that was like her favorite Campbell Soup flavor uh, growing up. It's I, a Campbell I, Soup flavor? Yeah. And is it uh, was it, was it I created don't even, in this area or something? I don't. I don't know if it's maybe just even. 
Uh, only known in this area, but... By the way, we got about seven minutes left, and we're going to get to the um, um, uh, President Steve Money. <sighs> Are we going to come back? We're, no, we're going to nope, uh, keep going right. to it. So I just want to tell you, we're running right. out of time here, though. Uh, let me see. Hang on. Um, let's go to... Debbie wants to confirm the body that we were talking about. St. John's body? St. John uh, Newman. Uh, yeah. Hi. Good morning, Debbie. Hi. How are you? Good. All right, Debbie, what would you want to tell us? All right, yeah, St. John Newman um, body is at St. Peter's Church at 4th and Spring Garden. Okay, St. Peter's, 4th and Spring Garden. Yeah. Okay, cool. And he's in the lower church. Okay, you ever check him out? Oh, many times. And is he, like, Casey says he's, like, covered in wax or something? He's, his body is all covered. Carrot cake. Oh, it's, it's all, uh, it's all covered. <laughs> No, I mean, I mean the mask. There's like a mask on his face. Okay, yeah, he's not a. It's, it's okay. he's not presented like as a mummy. You it's know like what I mean? Lennon's tomb or it's something like, like Lennon, that. Yeah, right. but like Thanks, you, Debbie. It's his body. Yeah, I saw we were in Austria and we we did the sound and music tour. And we went into church and there was a body. It was it was a decomposing body. Yeah. In, in a glass box. And I'm like. That's pretty weird. Wow. Yeah. yeah. What was the Byberry thing? I was looking something else up because that was um sort of. So it was haunted, supposedly. And oh, then, if you remember, there were a whole bunch of underground. Um, oh, do we have somebody? Jen. Yeah. yeah. Jen, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hi, uh, Jen. You wanted to comment on the Byberry? Yes. So Byberry Hospital um, is in the far northeast Philly, um, right before you hit Ben Salem. And it was a mental hospital um, that they did a lot of horrible things to their patients there. Um, and when they shut down, they just shut down without warning. And all the patients were just released to wander the street. Yeah. And it was like left for years. The building just sitting there. It was left there. abandoned for years. Yeah. And, back, and it has an entire underground tunnel system Ooh. that runs yeah. under the streets there. It's like Penhurst. And, um, yeah. Yeah, we used to, we used to, in the 90s, we used to go underground to get into the place, and we used to drink and party under there. <laughs> um, but it was like, there was like devil worshipers that used to be in there and stuff, and there used, there used to actually be a sign-in book under the ground in the tunnels, and you would sign in when you were going there to party, and if you heard people there, like noises of people, but there was nobody signed in, you kind of knew to stay away because... It was somebody that wasn't doing anything, you know, good in there. Yeah, um, no, we, we, we were... used to go too. We like, did our, you like? So yeah, was this? It, I mean, this is what it was known for. Was was the mental hospital? She's right, and that oh. it just closed down, and all of these people left and like walked the streets. But um, yeah, like our parents took us there to like see it. It was. <laughs> Something we were going to do a Thanks, haunted Jen. investigation, Preston. You remember, but they, we we couldn't get clearance to get in there. I don't remember they, us they, setting they, that they up ju- there. They okay. just started uh, demolishing wow. the actual hospital. All right, we got four minutes left. We're going to go to the very bottom of this list, and I recognize a few things. Uh, I recognize some names here, but you guys are going to have to help me on this. Uh, Jim Sticks, nope. S T I X. Oh wait, or know that name, Arlene Ackerman. I know that name, yeah, too. Yeah, why do I know that name? And then how about this? The Kathy Change Self-Immolation. That I don't know, but I'm interested because somebody set themselves on fire. Oh, um, that's what Arlene that is. Ackerman is an American educator who... She, I think she was the superintendent for the Philly schools. Okay. Okay. Or something about her. Yeah, she... Right. Yeah, End she, up on this list. She married the carrot man. Um, Why? Okay, so the the first one on that list, I'm I'm intrigued. Jim by Sticks? That. No, no, no. Uh, Harriet Harriet Cole's nervous system. Don't know that one. What? Oh. I thought maybe it was something at the Mutter Museum. Yeah. Wait, but oh, it's on. it's on your. It, it's oh, Marissa. I'm here. sorry, Marissa. There's so much we're going through here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's on here. My little info sheet. 
Uh, oh, yeah, here we go. Harriet Cole? Yeah. Uh, it says, a black woman who served on the custodial staff at Hahnemann University Hospital in the 1880s when she died at 35 years old, autonomous Dr. Rufus B. Weaver claimed to have meticulously extracted and reconstructed her entire nervous system. Wow. Photos of which now widely shared are in medical texts. Little is known about Cole, who is said to have donated her body to science. Mm. That's pretty wild. And I've seen where they've done that, and it's you can't believe how many nerves are in the body and that they are able to do that together. Uh, here's one also on the bottom of this list. Dickinson's taxidermied pet raven at the Free Library. Is that the author Dickens? Yeah. Charles Dickens' yeah, taxidermied think so. pet raven? Wow. It's got to be. Um, and what about the Asimov house? Is that Isaac Asimov, the author? That I don't know. It's in bold face, so it might be. Do you have it on your list? Uh, mm, no. Okay. I don't. Yes, I, it's Steve, a you're right. List. The one-time home of author Isaac Asimov, and uh, the Philly Weekly has started a petition to get it uh, a historical marker placed there. Uh, it's in West Philly. All right. Let me go to John here. Hey, John. Good morning. Morning. It. Morning. morning it. What's up, John? Hey, I just wanted to comment on Arlene Ackerman. Yeah. Um She was the superintendent of the school district for a couple of years, and um. She was known because she, when she resigned, she got like a million dollars back in vacation pay, and then the like the city, the school reform commission sued her to get it back. But then, after she gave it back, she then filed for unemployment compensation after it. So, <laughs> was this she, in the nineties, two thousands? It was early two thousands, mid early mid two thousands. All right, yeah. that I remember that name. Out. I just didn't remember the the. And then she died. Right yeah. This oh, this oh. is. Go ahead. Oh, she did? Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you, John. Appreciate it, man. Later, guys. Right, uh, when did the Dubrow's furniture store shooting, why does that sound familiar? Is that a recent or how, how long ago was that? Dubrow or Dubrow furniture Dubrow. store shooting. Dubrow. 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 To bluff. Um, uh, no, that was um, a long time ago. It was in the 70s, it looks like. Yeah, okay. January 4th, 1971, the Dubrow furniture store robbery. Okay. okay. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, well, listen, this is a really cool peek into our city and its uh, its history and lesser-known stories, you know, evidence to the fact that some of this stuff are like, wait, that sounds vaguely familiar. Yes, what is yeah. that again? Uh, it's really worth checking out. Marissa has posted this meme, which, by the way, was done by uh, a writer named Cameron Jones, and it came to light to us through the Philly Voice. Michael Tenenbaum wrote an article. Uh, but we posted that on our social accounts with the question, what Preston and Steve thing would you add to this list that might be super-duper well-known or maybe lesser-known? Uh, so feel free to contribute, if you would, because we had mentioned, you know, Gadzooks or uh, or maybe even all things WMMR, whatever you yes. want to put on there. Uh, we'd like to hear from you. By the way, a number of people uh, checking in with Pepper Pot Soup. It was from Founding Fathers, or the Founding Fathers created Pepper Pot Soup. Oh, something like uh, that. All right. Marissa says Vag. Oh, oh the, the Vag. The, yeah, yeah, the Vag. Marissa project. says Vag. And Marissa <laughs> says Vag. That should be a meme, just Marissa with two thumbs up. Yeah, Vag. She's vag. holding up a sign that just says Vag on it, so it could be a meme. Uh, but anyhow, uh, that's all that I have time for with the uh, City Beat this oh, morning. Yeah. So uh, we appreciate you listening in. Scooby-Doo, wow, wow. Yeah. That's been the City Beat. All with over. your city reporter, <laughs> Preston Elliott. We'll do it again some skin. In the meantime, we need to do this. 93.3 WMMR. It's time for a Preston and Steve money clip. 
Oh, God, I love you. All right. Now, here's your Money Clip keyword. Let's do this thing and give away $500. Our Money Clip uh, keyword hour is spring, which we certainly felt like the past couple of days. Spring, S-P-R-I-N-G. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways to do it. You can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or to also be entered in the $10,000 grand prize, do it through the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins $500 from our company-wide contest. That person will get a call from Beasley, so make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. It is sponsored by Hyundai City. I'll give you that word again. It's spring. S-P-R-I-N-G. I assume we're going to come right back, Casey, right? All right, well, we'll see. We're going to take a break. We'll return. The Bizarre File is on the way. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com and an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit acmemarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by Natural Lawn America. Safer for your lawn, kids, and pets. Schedule their full service program and get free seeding every year. Call 800 Free Seed, Natural Lawn America. Greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. Let's do the B file. A couple of new songs, a couple of old wrongs. Yeah. We'll do this one. <laughs> yep. A home inspector caught pleasuring himself <laughs> with an Elmo doll. All right. Has been charged with two misdemeanor counts oh. in uh, court. I'll hear him out, Kathy. Kevin Wayne <laughs> Van... My Little Pony. <laughs> Elmo doll, yeah! Kevin Wayne Van Leuven, 59 years old, was arraigned on charges of aggravated indecent exposure and malicious destruction of property. Have you no decency, sir? <laughs> the charges stem from an incident when homeowners asked to have their property inspected at the request of the buyers. A oh, nursery yeah, camp. <laughs> a nursery camera detected movement, so the 22-year-old homeowner checked her phone and caught Van Leuven in the act. Oh, yeah. <laughs> After he finished pleasuring himself, he returned the doll to its original place. Oh. When officers questioned him about the incident, Van Leuven said that he moved the doll to check an electrical outlet but made incriminating statements and apologized after he was told of the nursery camera. Uh, Van Leuven is not allowed to be alone in a home that is not his, may not contact the homeowners, and is required to undergo a mental health evaluation. How effing disgusting. Uh Uh, Police in Cincinnati say that they are probing multiple reports of five loose monkeys on the west side of the city. You mean trampy monkeys? I think they're hooking. Okay. Yeah. 
So, no, residents have reported... Looking for a date? ...seeing five monkeys swinging from the trees of St. Joseph's Cemetery in the East Prince Hill area on Wednesday night, and one witness captured video that appears to show the animals in the trees. But police say the footage is not clear enough to confirm that the animals were monkeys. Police say that if there are actual monkeys on the loose... They likely escaped from a private collection, but no one has reported. Hey, hey, there's some monkeys. (laughs) Any exotic primates missing. Uh, Police say anyone who spots monkeys in Cincinnati should keep a safe distance and contact the police department. You don't have for the Cincinnati monkey. Hey, if you're having a bad trip, there will soon be someone to call. Joshua White has created the Fireside Project which is launching a psychedelic peer-supported hotline. Ah, so so if you're in the middle of a bad situation, you can call and they'll talk you down? If you're having a bad trip. White right. says that the concept of the line is to provide support to individuals who are having an intense psycho- psychedelic experience or perhaps wish to process a previous instance of the same. Okay, it's not really a seahorse party. <laughs> uh, the- Seahorses. Forever. The line is uh, set to give to go live on April 14th. Uh, it's intended to be a resource for those in psychedelic, uh, in, I'm sorry, in the midst of a psychedelic experience, someone in the company uh, of an individual experiences psychedelic experience, or anyone eager to process a past psychedelic experience no matter when it happened. Uh, so for legal reasons, those curious about consuming psychedelics are not eligible to utilize Fireside. You so. say you think you might have banged an Elmo doll. <laughs> Uh, Police in Arizona responded Wednesday after they got a call about two traffic trailer rigs that collided on the I-10 freeway. A man wearing one sock, boxers, and a T-shirt jumped from the moving semi, ran down the shoulder, and was taking all his clothes off and then walked out into traffic. What was the number that you just had in the last story, Preston? (laughs) Yeah. the call if you're tripping? The responding trooper was able to catch up with the man and took him into custody. The suspect told the trooper that he had hitched a ride on the semi without the driver's knowledge. Oh, boy. He also said that he pounded on the driver's side back window to tell them that he wanted off the truck and may have tried to get the passenger uh, into the compartment when he jumped off. No other details are available. All right, this is pretty wild and a cautionary tale. Investigators say a woman who was found stabbed to death was killed by a man whom she met on Facebook Marketplace oh to buy a refrigerator for her boyfriend. Authorities say 26-year-old Joshua uh, Gorgone was arrested and has been charged with criminal homicide in the slaying of 54-year-old Denise Williams. Investigators say Williams was found Tuesday after her family reported her missing Monday evening. Uh, they were able to find Williams by tracking her phone Investigators believe that Williams sent Gorgon or went to Gorgon's apartment to look at a refrigerator she found on the Facebook marketplace. Investigators say they do not believe that they knew each other and they're now providing a warning to the public regarding meeting in person to make purchases. Uh, Gorgon was interviewed. He admitted stabbing Williams with a kitchen knife following an argument over the cost of the refrigerator. He fought over the cost of the refrigerator and well, he killed he, her. Yeah, well, he went crazy over it, so that's nuts. All right, and then we'll do one more story and then we will wrap it up. As he was preparing to leave jail after posting bond, a Florida man decided that he was the it was the perfect time to steal a sixty dollar webcam off a desk in the county lockup. Wow. <laughs> yep. Florida man. Florida man. 
Stephen Moran, or maybe he goes by Moron, was arrested last month for criminal mischief. While Moran was awaiting release in the booking area, he disconnected a Logitech webcam from a jail computer and then placed the device in his pocket. He subsequently departed the lockup upon posting a $1,000 bond. Investigators subsequently identified him as the alleged corporate and arrested him Thursday for depriving the county jail the right to use uh, a right and use of property. Uh, Moran, who was later freed after posting $500 in the misdemeanor theft count, is scheduled for an arraignment. You got arraignment that, Moran? In May. And there you go. <laughs> that's great. And that's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. Don't forget, we have the gentlemen who bring you Mystery Science Theater 3000. We had mentioned them yesterday. We had them on the show last year, but Joel Hodgson and Matt McGinnis were running a, a, uh, a Kickstarter campaign yes. to get some more shows out. And we're going to talk to them in a little while. We'll take a break. We'll come back and more chances to win money as well. And we still got a lot to do on this Friday morning. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hi, my name is Gina, and I would like to invite you to Cat Milk Cafe, located at 18 West Winona Avenue in Norwood. We are Cat Cafe in partnership with the Animal Coalition of Delaware County, a nonprofit entirely run by volunteers. We have up to 10 free-roaming cats and kittens that are available for adoption. So book your reservation now at catmilkcafe.com. We would love to see you to support a great cause. Next message. Hey, good morning. At Mighty Writers, our mission is to teach kids to think and write with clarity. But kids can't focus or think clearly when they're hungry. So we made tackling food insecurity a part of our mission, too. Mighty Writers offers writing workshops, one-on-one mentorships, writing contests, book programs, and much more for the kids throughout the Delaware Valley and South Jersey at no cost to the families that we serve. We also offer the kids we serve free lunches and groceries for the families at no cost to them. Go to MightyWriters.org or check us out on Facebook for more information on how to become a Mighty Partner. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. We had uh, breaking news earlier this morning that uh, Prince Philip passed away. Yes. Uh, 99 years old. He had been um, in the hospital uh, not that long ago, and uh, it looked like he was turning around, but... At 99, though, yeah. anything does you know, <laughs> substantial damage, especially, you know, when you've been in the hospital. He was in for a couple weeks, was he not? He, he was. And and I'm going to go back to him, because then I, then I saw, and, and this is what it's like sometimes, all of a sudden you see several names in a row of people passing away. This beloved actor named James Hampton died. Steve, obviously, you know his name. A lot of people may not recognize his name right away. But, Casey, when I tell you who he played, you'll know. know he, he was He was the dad in Teen Wolf. Yeah. Um, he was also Dobbs on f Troop, the bugler who could not play the bugle. <laughs> and he was also, in the original The Longest Yard case, he was... The best friend of Burt Reynolds. He's oh. the guy who gets killed in the cell. By the way, is this the music that Dean Wolf danced to? Yeah. <laughs> is it, it's so 80s, it's ridiculous. <laughs> is it safe to say that James Hampton was our American royalty? Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Listen, here's here's the sad um, kind of poetry to this, or I don't know, the lack of a better word or I- irony. But he played Michael Fox, Michael J. Fox's dad in Teen Wolf. Yeah, died of Parkinson's disease. Oh, oh man! They both had they both had Parkinson's. So 
Um, he did, his family requested, though, that donations be made to the Michael J. Fox Foundation for uh, Parkinson's research. That's wonderful. I haven't seen any statements from Michael yet. I'm sure they're coming uh, soon, but uh, the news just uh, broke. So I was just bummed out to hear that. And how I mean, old is he again, Preston? He was 84. He had, okay. a, he had a nice long life, but, um, you know, it's it's still sad, especially if he had to, if he had to suffer with Parkinson's, which, you know, can be around for a long time and, and can be debilitating and, you know, get worse and worse. But um, I was he was just one of those super light and likable guys, you know, uh, as far as all the characters he played. Even if he was playing a bad character or something likable about the guy. He had, um, he shared, he was best friends with Burt Reynolds and Burt Reynolds would often say that um, they they were they were both unlucky in love. Like they had, uh, I think he had a couple of failed marriages, but Everyone who worked with James Hampton, like, loved him. Said he was just the greatest guy. Yeah, it says here is a survived by his wife, uh, actress Mary Dees. I don't know her. Not De- familiar. Uh, Dees Nuts. Dees Nuts. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't see yeah, the Nuts the part. Hyphen. Mary Dees Nuts. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Uh, and his three children, uh, James, Andrea, and Frank. Uh, his family had said it came as no surprise that James continued to receive fan mail from all over the world almost weekly uh, throughout his life. Which is uh, which that, is a sweet. I mean, thing. there are fans that, Preston, I tell you about, you know, because of, of ch- channels like the, or you know, like Pluto and MeTV, and um, mm. that that stuff lives on forever. The F Troop, it, which was just a couple of seasons, still lives on. I mean, it's and, and I've never watched a funny. single so, second. Of Dobbs it. was a horrible bugle player, and, and, and you know, so I was like, <laughs> and, and uh, but they kept him because they liked him so much. Right. That was basically the deal. Yeah, so. Sad news there, but I, I wanted to pass that along too. But yeah, but going back to uh, to Prince Philip, so that that broke earlier this morning, um, and he was, uh, you know, just uh, taking a quick look at at his life, a few things about him, and I mainly know from what I saw on the, the ground, ground, yeah, uh, which is a fantastic show, and a lot of things about him that I never knew, and they and they do explore in that show was he was actually the first member of the royal family to do a televised interview. And apparently, TV was like a he. He loved it. Well, he was th- he. He really wanted to bring the family into the world of television at oh. the at the time that it was starting to become bigger and bigger. You know, and hence this new special that they're talking about, which is this found footage of the family in the I believe it's the early fifties. There's color footage, the way you've never seen them before, and um, it, it's it's an amazing thing because um, yeah, I mean we're talking decades and decades and decades. Yeah. Of of existence and and service, mm-hmm. but uh, again, I, I think Preston, the Crown. You're right in that in that first season, first two seasons, kind of really gives you an understanding of of what he was becoming a part of. Right, well, and you Steve, know. you said it earlier, and I couldn't agree with you more. That it, it humanizes them. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like they they are these pillars of of the world's community, but it, they are also people. Right. And so you see that part of their lives. I loved the episode last season or the one before. Um, where he became obsessed with the moon landing and the astronauts. Oh, and, yeah. and he just dives into it. And he became fascinated with those three astronauts and then got a chance to meet them. Right. And he was less than impressed by them as individuals. And it really was an interesting juxtaposition of these people who were super important to him, but then when he got to actually spend some time with them, they were kind of boring, and and, and so- it's not it's not a uh, and it's not a condescension. It's nope. just here's a guy who has spent who's been a monarch, who's yeah. been you know yeah. who's been at yeah. that level, and it Very wasn't removed it wasn't people. that he thought less of them. It's just like yeah. he had built them up so much because of his adoration of the space program, right? Uh, and, and it does, Nick, it does have you, you know, when you. <laughs> 
it's hard to look at people who have lived with what we believe to be a very entitled existence. And, and the Crown does the job of showing you that n- none of this comes without a, a tab to be paid. You're right. It's interesting because in that, that particular episode, which I did love, he was uh, he was questioning his own um, uh, achievements. And yes. what, I haven't he, to him. He hadn't done anything. Right. Right. Yeah. Compared to what these guys were doing. Right. And he was excited about that. But but he had done quite a bit, actually, uh, in his life. But I guess you all we all have our. Our introspective, uh, you know, take on ourselves and what we could be. When he got to meet James Hampton, that was a, a crucial point. <laughs> well, he was a yeah. big yeah. He was so nice. <laughs> did, you, did you know is that your son was a werewolf? <laughs> 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 or did it present itself as, at puberty, per se? Well, he was a werewolf, too, yeah, in that. So uh, maybe yes, yeah, so as a father, you, of course, were encouraging. That's right. But yet you were <laughs> frightened that you would have to live in a world as a werewolf. Please, let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he not only did the first TV um, interview for the family, uh, he was said to have had a hand in televising the Queen's coronation in 1953 and in organizing a bra- groundbreaking 1969 television documentary about the family. They covered that in the yeah. uh, in the movie as Today well. Today I'm meeting Johnny Five. <laughs> a robot? Wow, a lot. Most amazing piece of engineering. Here's something that I never understood <laughs> as a kid. Uh, and I still don't quite understand now, yeah. why wasn't he ever king? Like, I get right. that she's the lineage, right? But yeah. didn't he marry the queen and therefore... Doesn't work that well, way. Well, when yeah. I went to when I went to search real quick just to get a, a brief bio so we could talk about it, one of the first things I, when, I, when I typed in Prince Philip was one of the first queries that came up under the search was... Why was he never king? Okay. Yeah. So, but I didn't have time to read it. I just I pulled this information up, so I don't really know. Is he from yet. Scotland? Uh, no, he's no, he's from Greece. Greece. From Jersey. Greece, Greece, Greece. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, so he's maybe from Greek. He's from, <laughs> he's from Greece. Greek. All right. So I, he just said Duke of Edinburgh. So I thought maybe. Well, those the title. are those are yeah. titles that are given to them. So uh, let me give you a little bit about his background. If you want to look that info up, Nick, uh, maybe you can you can research that. But uh, yeah, there's an interesting story about him uh, being born uh, in Greece. He was born on a Greek island of Corfu. Um, he was the only son of Prince Andrew of Greece and Denmark and Princess Alice of Battenberg. Uh, Greece's king, Philip's uncle, was forced to abdicate when Philip was a baby and the family decided uh, they, they uh, had fled to Paris. And there's a story about him. He was carried away to safety yeah. in a crib that was made out of an orange crate. Oh my that wild? Gosh. And they cover that in, in the show the, the Crown as well. It's part of his the, the story of his past. Uh, at seven... It was my jaw. He, <laughs> I didn't know that was an English. Oh word. yeah, absolutely. Uh, in fact, it's a Greek word, John. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, at age seven, he moved to England, where he lived at Kensington Palace, which is now the home to Prince William. Uh, Philip lived there with his paternal grandmother, Victoria Mountbatten, and later attended uh, Gordonston uh, Boarding School in Scotland. And and also in the show, there there was a big controversy over whether what name he would be given. That's right. And yeah. Mount, he was battling for Mountbatten really bad Which because cool it was name. a family yeah, name. Yeah. That is a cool name. Yeah. Uh, but they went. I forgot with what what name they went with. Lipschitz. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Philip Lipschitz. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so anyhow, yeah, they. Uh, um, I'm sorry, I'm just thinking about <laughs> I know. King Lipschitz. <laughs> uh, at 18, he joined the he Royal Navy. He made a Navy, terrible choice, didn't he? Graduated from the Britannia Royal Naval College as a top cadet. He saw active duty from the Indian Ocean to the uh, Mediterranean. And he was he was accomplished. Yeah, in 1945, yeah. at the end of World War II, he was in Tokyo Bay when the Japanese surrendered. 
Uh, Philip's military career was apparently central to his character, unlike uh, unlike a lot of other royals. He he took his 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 uh, service very seriously, and that did port with his sons. So both uh, mm-hmm. with his grandsons, I should say, uh, and and his sons. But but uh, it's you know you hear about um, um, uh, Prince William and Prince Harry. They they both you know. Uh, took they, they they tended to take their military service seriously and 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 weren't given I, I from what we hear they were weren't given you know white glove treatment they went and did stuff they they were active yeah. you know yeah uh then known as Philip Mountbatten he first met his cousin Elizabeth cousin yes in 1930 break me off a piece of that kid get ball at a family wedding and the two are both uh, the two are both great-great-grandchildren of Queen Victoria. Uh, they exchanged letters while Philip was overseas during the war. So that's how they... I uh, slid into her DM. Okay, that was... I guess that was them kind of courting yes. while uh, he was... And that, all that's overseen, letters. as they show in... You know, I mean, there are... there are, There's a protocol. Yeah. You can't just, you know, swipe left. Uh, they only uh, occasionally saw each other. Uh, they would go out driving in Philip's tiny MG sports car. That's when it wasn't a deadly proposition as to go well, driving with Philip. Yeah, he had some accidents towards yeah. the end there. Uh, as well as dancing at London nightclubs. Uh, they married in Westminster Abbey on November 20, 1947, with around 2,000 guests in attendance and another 200 million listening to the ceremony <sighs> on the radio. Do you know what I mean? If you go to the Tower of London, they have, you know, the a picture of they have pictures and large murals of of uh, like the wed that wedding and uh, and her coronation. I mean, dear yeah. god. Yeah, it dear was god. it was everything yeah. back then. Uh Elizabeth's father, King George the uh 6th, also gave him a new title, which is the Duke of Edinburgh. Uh, two years later, the couple moved to Malta, where Philip assumed command of a battleship, uh, the last active command in his military career. The HMS Brodozer. Uh, was that what it was? Yeah. What's up, Brodozer? Uh, <laughs> and I remember in the show, and we keep referencing the crown, but like I said, that's where I know a lot about his life from. Uh, he Was that when he was uh, touring around and... Uh, cavorting with uh, oh, they were, they were, native they, women. They and, were applying that, yeah. like the, They didn't quite say that he did it. Um, but he was on the island where some of his um, shipmates were, mm-hmm. you know. So they were they were dancing around it on, uh, the, on the crown anyway. Uh, so far from Britain, the couple were able to live uh, the life of a naval officer and wife. Uh, but any freedom from uh, that Elizabeth and Philip had was cut short uh, by the declining health of her father, King George VI. He died in 1952. Elizabeth was just 25. Uh, was in Kenya on a royal tour with Philip, and they were relaxing at a wildlife viewing lodge uh, when they were informed of the king's death. And then she was, she's that in was charge it. after that. That was it. And, I mean, <laughs> how old? How old was she at the time? 25. 25. Yeah. Becomes the 25. Queen. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it was, uh, it, it's been a... Uh, what age were you when you became Kenny Knight? Yeah. <laughs> 22. Wow. Imagine the weight of the the world on your shoulders at 22. All right. So Marissa found some information on uh, why he isn't king. Okay. Uh, Or why he wasn't king, I should say. Uh, It says... uh, Now he's dead, so... When Prince Philip married then Princess Elizabeth more than 70 years ago, he was forced to renounce his Greek and Danish royal titles in order to become the Duke of Edinburgh. However, a decade later, then Queen Elizabeth II officially was named, uh, named him a British prince. Uh, but why isn't he King Philip? The wives of British monarchs t- 
tend to receive the ceremonial title of queen or more specifically queen consort. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, uh, the Elizabeth's mother, also Elizabeth, um, became queen consort when her husband, George VI, became king. Uh, men married to the British monarch are known as prince consorts, not king consorts. So that's why he's always been Prince, prince Philip. Philip. Yeah. Yeah. So king instead kinda, of King Philip. It's, so king outranks queen, right? Uh, and so therefore, like if he got that title, he would outrank the queen. Yes. And she's uh, however, a, a, a woman who marries into becoming a queen will be queen consort, right? Because she doesn't outrank king, so to speak. Well, gotcha. then how did King Kong Bundy become? I. He's, <laughs> I mean, look at Dude's him. huge. Yeah, man. yeah. Mean, wait, so is his name, is it a title king, and then he's Kong Bundy? I think he's King Kong Bundy. Right, yeah. okay, that's what I thought, too. Yeah. It Before, seems... it was just Kong Bundy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Bundy then he became Kong, king. Became yeah. a monarch. Yeah. King, king. Kong, okay. Bundy. Kong Bundy. Yeah. <laughs> right. That makes sense, obviously. <laughs> it's a picture of him, yeah. Preston. Yeah. <laughs> oh, stop it. That was after the coronation. <laughs> yes, after they were a little more informal in their dress. Poor Al Bundy. He was never going to be king. No, right, no, yeah. absolutely. It was never going to happen. King Al Bundy. I have there's well, the, Ted Bundy. Yeah, 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 no, no. He was he, he did bad things. Yes, he did. Um, I, there's the sign that they the, on the the Daily Mail has a picture of the sign that is actually posted on the front of Buckingham Palace, Preston. Right now, they put it up. Obviously, it says with deep sorrow. Um, it is with deep sorrow that Her Majesty the Queen announces the death of her beloved husband, His Royal Highness. Uh, the Prince Philip of uh, Duke of Edinburgh, His Royal Highness, passed away peacefully this morning at Windsor Castle. Further announcements will be made in due course. The royal family joined with people around the world in mourning his loss. So it's uh, Stephen. Look right next to it. It says "Boner Forever." Boner Forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. It does. Mm-hmm. That started. In- and then below it, it's right. uh, female Joe Pesci. Right. No, it, it, that's it's a very simple sign too. You oh, know. Okay. Uh, yeah. So they will obviously. You know, they they have these things well planned out. Well, um, he's especially with his yes. health scares. But, I mean, they, they I was reading about how they, they begin preparation for memorializing mm-hmm. people long time before this. Well, in uh, if you ever saw the movie The Queen yeah. uh, with Helen Mirren, when Diana dies, um, her, um, Elizabeth's mother, and I've forgotten her name, uh, Queen, Queen Mother, what's that? Wasn't she also Elizabeth? I, I maybe think I think you're been, right. Yeah. yeah. So the Queen Mother, uh, when they when they announced the funeral plans, Elizabeth for, Kong Bundy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when they announced the funeral plans for uh, Diana, or they, she she had uh, in the movie, she goes, "Wait a minute, that that was what they were going to do for me." Right. Right. So they have all this stuff. So. Everybody knows exactly how their ceremony is going to go. Right. And and what the the official uh, you know duties of everyone. Is and all that stuff, and obviously, yeah, they've been preparing for him. I would imagine. I'm looking at a picture of them just married, Preston, a black and white photo. You know, and you, <laughs> you know, what do you, you like? I'll, I'm talk like I'll talk about you know, man, that was that was good hummus, you know, back yeah. in the house, you know, the, the things that my wife and I engage in conversation. There's stuff they've got to talk about. Mm-hmm. How much? How much time did they get to just be people? You know? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, because there's so many official things yeah. that they have to go over that have to be done a very specific way. Uh, and, yeah, leading up to that, I don't know how that was. Do they do half staff? I, I mean, I don't know if that's an American tradition. Yeah, or... you remember, yeah. Uh, Casey, well, going back to the movie uh, The Crown, they didn't lower the flags at Buckingham Palace. Oh. 
and that was a huge controversy. Okay. Huge, huge controversy. There, there are specific things. Certain flags fly when members of the family are there, um, and uh, and 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 they represent very um, well known statements about what's going on with the right. family. Yes, and so when they didn't do that, and I don't know if it was if it was the Union Jack they didn't fly at half step, or it was a maybe a house flag or something like that. There was something they didn't do, and it caused a really big controversy. And the the public was pushing them very hard. You've got to do the show the sign of respect. Yes. And they didn't, and it really pissed off the public badly. Okay. But there's two versions. There's the Union Jack, and then there's the Union Jack. <laughs> <laughs> like King. Yeah. yeah. Kong Bundy. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to piss off the public either, and we haven't done this in a while for you know somebody who's passed, but, to, I mean, it has been a while since we... Since what did we used to do? Passed. I don't even the remember. Robert De Niro. Yeah. Uh... Oh, jeez. I forgot about this. Dead. Like Dude. four minutes after the person Dead. passes. Dead. 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 Okay. And then we usually give him a shard out right after that, right? <laughs> no. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. All right. Enough. Uh, you know, I'm, so I'm looking at, of course, the, the Daily Mail is sort of the one of the records of paper, uh, uh, the paper of record, I should say, or online side of uh, record. And, you know, the, the articles are popping up fast and furiously about, um, you know, look, think of the queen now. You know, think think of think of that extraction from her life. Yeah, yeah. single and ready to mingle. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, she is. I mean, she could. Mm. I mean, you know. You know what I didn't uh, I didn't know until seeing uh, the crown was about I believe it was his brother that was killed in an explosion in a boat yeah. the the IRA the Irish Republican Army uh, oh. had done that was that his brother I remember that guy from Game of Thrones that actor <laughs> correct um, and then there was also that like that plane explosion uh, yeah. with members of his family early on in his life they they got on a plane and he did his, not was it his sister? I believe it was his sister yeah. yeah and so all of that tragedy that happened early on and then you know th- th- there were like these. Um, uh, connections to like to the Nazi Party that he, like they had to erase, and it just it's really? a really complicated but fascinating mm. history. Well, the there, man's life. Uh, this is a great quote, and I don't know where this is coming from, but it, it says his job first, second, and last was never to let her down, meaning Queen Elizabeth. Okay. All right, so there'll be plenty of information coming up uh, soon about uh, what they have planned and, and retrospectives on his life, I'm sure, as well. We do need to take a break. Uh, we're going to come back in a moment. We have some guests that are going to be joining us, uh, Joel Hodgson and Matt McGinnis, who we've talked to before. Uh, they're the, the guys who bring you Mystery Science Theater 3000. There was this Kickstarter campaign that started yesterday, and we thought, ah, let's lend them a hand. <laughs> well, oh. we'll get you the rest of the story when we come back. Yo. Yeah, I'm sorry. I want to do this. Uh, you want me to give something away? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we have a okay. big friggin' deal this week. And, and... Oh, okay. Yeah. Let me give away three of these. I have a chance for you to win a uh, from King Shooters oh. in uh, King of Prussia. Steve goes and shoots there. They're great. You get uh, classroom instruction for the fundamentals of handgun safety, safe handling and firearms familiarization, and an hour of range time as well. It's our big friggin' deal, which is on sale now for just $75 at WMMR.com. Use the keyword deal. Uh, we will take callers 10, 11, and 12, 
And we will set you up with this and keep in mind you'll be you know, shooting firearms and they'll be teaching you how to use them. The most comprehensive uh, uh, safety course I've ever gotten. And, and they're just phenomenal. And their, indoor, their new indoor range is terrific. So call now and we will set you up. We'll be back in a moment with our guests and more. So stay with us. from Wolfgang Van Halen and Dirty Honey. Plus, Corey Taylor's op-ed on his upcoming tour and see where Dark Side of the Moon lands on a list of impressive historical streaks. Click Contests for your shot at $500. Part of T-Mobile 5G Fridays. Coverage and speed. Who says you can't have it all? T-Mobile. Are you with us? Yesterday, I uh, had uh, come across a story about Mystery Science Theater 3000, the fact uh, that the guys, the creators, and we're, we're going to have them on in a second, um, were trying to get a Kickstarter campaign started to uh, raise some money to do some more episodes, as opposed to waiting for a network that's going to pay for it. They figured, let's go to the fans who really want this, and if they really want it, we'll make it happen. And you know they really want it, but we figured maybe we can help out. We'll give them a little boost, a little, little nudge, if you will. And so they wanted to raise uh, $2 million. Like I said, this started yesterday. Uh, as of today, they've made two and a quarter million dollars. <laughs> so, so the fan base is robust, yes. to say the least. So they don't need to talk to us, but uh, nonetheless, uh, we're happy to have them on. We had a great conversation with them last time. And in fact, where's the reference? Do we have the reference oh, yeah, of the yeah, Presley yeah, yeah. Steve show from Mystery Science Theater 3000? This was it. Fries are up. Quick, India suit. Oh, damn. I thought we were taking those suits off. Isn't that the new Preston and Steve catchphrase? Danger, explosive door bolts. And there we were <laughs> mentioned in that. How cool is that? I love it. So we have writer and producer Matt McGinnis and creator Joel Hodgson. Hey! This morning. Wow. Hey, guys. Hey, good morning. Hey. Thank you. So you need some help always, raising it's some a money. Great way to wake, it's a great way to wake up <laughs> you know, Preston and Steve. Aww. And all the adoration, too, which is, is, uh, is formidable. Yeah, absolutely. Preston was bringing up the point. Were you guys blown away by how quickly the money mark was hit and you have now exceeded it? Yeah, it's fa- it's faster than our last one six years ago. Six years ago, it took us a week to get the two million, and this time it took a day. Um, <laughs> however, we're not done. We we really have a way a lot more to go. Uh, we have a bunch mm-hmm. of goals. We, we this is the first hurdle, and we have one at three point three uh, million, and one at four point four, and it goes on like that. Um, so we're the last one we did raise six million dollars, and I I, I don't want to speculate uh, if we'll make that, but we're in we're in pursuit of that. We would like to, if possible. Listen, Joe, we we live in a time where now with uh, with Elon Musk, um, it, it would uh, actually be possible yeah. Do you for have a billionaire fan out there, yeah, <laughs> yeah. right? To and not only that, with a space program to get that show actually done on location. <laughs> <laughs> wow you know it's we're it's getting just there. a show it's just a show man you should really just relax you don't really have to go uh, he did it the puppets <laughs> the puppets are the robots are puppets oh really oh well, well yeah. i was gonna be the one to tell yeah, you, you you cannot believe how i felt when i first learned that it was crushing <laughs> all right well, absolutely crushing well even though that that's you know that that mystery is gone for all of us now i, I with the mystery that does arise and a question we had yesterday and matt i'll, I'll pose because i want to get both you guys in on this but 
Um, why does a show that seems to have a pretty low budget cost that much to make? I mean, you know, you guys, you have a set and everything, but but it's not like the effects are outrageous or anything along those lines. Why is it so expensive to put together something like that? Well, we break it down really elegantly on the website on our on our Kickstarter page, and if you go there, it, it really does. There's just a bunch of expenses that people don't think about normally. It's just like if we were to point those guns at the Preston Steve's show and go, how hard is it? Yeah, yeah. You guys and a microphone, right? But there's a ton of stuff. There's a bunch of support. There's yeah, true. ad sales, all the things that make it so people get paid to do their jobs. Right. You know, it's not, we're not volunteers. And um, I think it all is explained really well, but just. I it is. I'm, I'm looking at. We, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the breakdown, and 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 it is, and there's a lot that goes into it, and I mean stuff that is not not considered. But I mean, you also just don't want to do like one or two episodes. You'd like to do as many as you can, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to do it? We want to do a full season. And the other thing we're doing is is kind of bringing forward this idea of the Gizmoplex, which is our premier theater online, which you, people can watch shows. Uh, live when we premiere them and then they can also have shows there that they can go like their own personal locker where they can go watch shows with their friends and so they can actually watch shows and and talk amongst their friends and actually riff on what we're riffing on i love that those those are kind of the pieces of it but we got i I mean i got to go back to why we dropped preston and steven to mystery science theater and it's because we're local man we yeah. live in the area yeah. we got to do we did mm-hmm. had to do a shout out yeah no we love it and we've had so many people that we've had celebrities and, and and entertainers that we've had friendships with and we of course try to extort them into getting us mentions <laughs> and it never it virtually never happens we've had we've had fallon do it we had jimmy kimmel uh no todd glass got us on jimmy kimmel we've, yeah. had, we've had a few fallon did as well man. Yeah, yeah 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 so i mean yeah. but but still you know the amount of people have come through these studios uh for you guys to just do it and, and i think do without our usual extortion really means a lot to us yeah had to do All it. Days work. <laughs> yeah and we both we're from we're like live in philly we both have the goat dip song for god's sake <laughs> Should go to our uh, the the President Steve site. There is a uh, a meme that uh, that we were talking about earlier today, and it's an iceberg representation. Basically, you've seen them before, where you break down the levels of knowledge about all things Philadelphia and it's Philadelphia really cool. lore. It's really cool. Oh yeah, I yeah. You can check your level of um, of uh, Philly hipness. Yeah. So hey, it's, with, um, it's almost as overwhelming as our Kickstarter pages. <laughs> <laughs> with with uh, with with the money coming in, and uh, and and it's looking like you guys will will you know hit some of the goals you want to hit for sure. Um, have writing plans already been set in place for for episodes? Is there a potential you know people like Patton Oswalt uh, returning? Who's who's been there before? Yeah. Yeah, we're we got our cast coming back from the Netflix series with which is Patton Oswalt and Felicia Day and Jonah Ray. So all those people are coming back and um and a few new people uh as well. So and and as far as the writing goes, yeah, we've um 
figured out our first three movies, though we haven't announced them yet, and that's important because we have to clear the rights and get get going on post production to kind of get them in our system. And then we're just starting to talk. We start talking to the writers next week, so wow. we can actually wow. start start commissioning people um, because we got our first three paid for. So we can start that process and. And we're supposed to begin writing uh, the day after the Kickstarter, which is in 30 days, which is a lot. And Matt and I and Cheryl Volpe, who's uh, one of our producers, have been working on this for almost a year. So we're ready. I mean, you know, it was COVID. So what else are we going to do? This is what we've been working on and prepping for. So, yeah. And that's another thing, too, kind of just piggybacking on what Joel said. Like, as far as expenses go, like, we do have to pay to have the movies on the show. We can't just find a movie and be like, oh, this is great. We'll use it. Right. So, you know, a lot of the, you know, a good portion of the Kickstarter money will help us to get more of those really ridiculous movies that people love to watch. Right. Do you guys ever get denied uh, use of a film uh, that you want to put in? Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's just we can't afford it, you know, with certain films. And, um, you know, yeah, you really have to look carefully. And some people don't want us to riff on their movies. They (laughs) uh, some people complain and then take the money. You know, one guy said, I remember we were clearing the rights and a guy said, hey, I know my movie wasn't Citizen Kane, but uh, where's that check? Uh, I'll take it. There you go. Well, let me ask you, what what director um, has been the most gleeful to have it get the mystery science treatment, uh, uh, one of their projects? Oh, hmm. I'm trying to think. It's mostly the actors that that I've had contact with. Uh, Mostly they have a really great sense of reality about it when they've been in these movies because they go, Hey, it was five days of my life. I'm not married to it. I don't care if you're like having fun with it. It's, I'm an entertainer, you know. So, but you, I, I'm grateful to say most of them are really gracious and fun about it. So, well, you know what? I remember one during. Uh, I remember one during season twelve. There was a director producer named. Uh, 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 Charlie Band, who had produced yes. um, from Charles yeah. Band. Yes, I know that. Le- time ended. Yeah. Yeah. Leg- legendary legendary B-level B- movies. Yeah, yeah. He's, oh, yeah. He's like the, the patient zero of video stores. He's, <laughs> right. he's, his stuff is always in those kind of mom-and-pop shops. But uh, oh, we, yeah. uh, we approached him to rip the uh, film he produced called The Daytime Ended in season 12 on Netflix. And he was just like, sure, yeah, I'll see if I can help you guys find a print. And he was really raring to go. Yeah. So well, there, there's a documentary on, on him and his, his company and, and the whole thing, but you know what's cool is, is that, and I think Mystery Science Theater has never strayed from this. Like, I've always told told people, um, a, a real cult movie doesn't set out to be a cult movie. A, a, a real cult movie happen, yeah, mm-hmm. is happenstance. It's, it's, it's lightning mm-hmm. in a bottle, and that's why you, you veered from things that have been actively trying to get that status, and that's why it, it's continued to work. It's true. We do have people approach us when they do kind of a tongue-in-cheek movie. Like, they want it both ways. They want to try to present a science fiction uh, horror movie or fantasy movie, and they're, like, winking at the camera the whole time. Right, yeah. And we just can't do that because that kind of started, you know, after we did Mystery Science Theater. Like, oh, we're... we. We have a feeling we're in the middle of a bad movie, so we're going to admit it. And then once they do that, it's kind of like there's nothing 
there's nothing for us to really participate with. And um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, it, they, they do approach us and things like this is going to be fantastic. Um, and we tend to, we just I made this for you. Steve, you make me think of, um, you know, it's a lot of times like uh, the, the first out of the gate is the one that's, that is kind of the groundbreaker. And then when that has success, other movies are like, oh, well, we got to do that. And what yeah. comes to mind is, uh, Nick, you and I love the movie Dazed and Confused, right? And it was a, it was a I don't necessarily know if it was a great movie, but... I just watched it. I just watched it. It's so cool. Yeah. yeah. and But after that, there were a few movies that were trying to be Dazed and Confused. There was one called The Stoned mm-hmm. Age. Do you remember that one, guys? Stoned yeah. Age. Yeah. I've never seen that one. Uh, well, don't... Um, you don't, don't, waste waste don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Just watch Dazed and Confused. All you have to say was don't. Yeah, yeah. Received. <laughs> Might be good for Mystery Science Theater three thousand. So I don't know. Um, well, listen, it's uh, it's cool. We love that you guys are are you know the, the fan base wants more. You guys want to give them more. It looks like it's happening, and in a way, we have helped a little bit, Preston, because they're they're looking for more. They yeah. they, they want to keep the, exactly. the, the the finances coming in and helping. So yeah. in a small way, we hey, hope we can. Hey, Phil, guys, Philly is a huge market, and you're a big show on that market i mean it's what the sixth largest city yeah i mean we're we're really into and you know kind of acknowledging that we make a show a national show out of philly we're really proud of that we love it we are too um we thank it we thank you so much for the support it's great anytime so good luck guys we'll make sure people are aware of the the kickstarter campaign and how to get on and contribute guys have a good weekend joel hodgson matt mcginnis Thank you, Thank you guys. We'll Have see you. You, you too. too. Nice. That's cool, man. I, it's just a. It's you know they've got their diehard fans and uh, and they want more. I love fandom like that. Yeah, I, me too. I love like that's why I love the the you know like uh, like Monster Mania here. The you know yeah. the, the local horror convention and and anything like that. Any any level of genre fanaticism. It mm-hmm. just is, is right in my wheelhouse. Would you say it's a smart humor by any chance, Steve? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because it definitely is. The, it, it didn't hit me right away. I need the yeah. dumb stuff. And but my little brother, who uh, you know has a, he's smarter than yeah. I am. He loved this show, like well, right off the bat. It's eclectic references, yeah, and, that, and that's why you'd get something as as bizarre as a reference to us on the show. And that's what's great. But like a perfect mystery science. In fact, it's the one they used for the movie, which is This Island Earth, which is a science fiction movie that is has everything you'd want to make fun of in it, you know? Yeah, yeah. By the way, somebody said to me uh, a while back that when I call my uh, little brother, my little brother, that it's... Annoying? Uh, well, um, <laughs> not that it's annoying, but it's like it's like almost like de- condescending and degrading. No, it's not. Okay, no, it's your younger right. brother. Yeah, I don't. I I don't think it's condescending, but um, right. I do notice that you say that. Like, I don't say that. I don't say my little brother. I'll say, oh, my youngest brother or my oh, middle okay. brother. So, all right. Um, but I have an older brother and a younger brother, so I have my big brother and my little brother, and, and that's kind of how I refer to them. Yeah, uh, I mean, about, same thing. Brother, you could say brother, youngest. Brother yeah. Majora and brother Minor. Minor, okay. I like that. No, little brother's little brother. All right, that's what yeah. I thought. Yeah. My little brother didn't tell me that stop calling him little yeah. brother. Yeah, who told you that? It was uh, probably somebody who doesn't like to be called little brother. Where did you hear about this? Uh, it was like an email. Oh, you know. okay. Do, well, are they upset that I call Kathy Little Mama? <laughs> <laughs> no, little as a mama. matter of fact. I call you Big Daddy, so it's, yeah. <laughs> that <Little> was... Mama. <laughs> That's right, Little Mama. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Mama. I heard a Mama <laughs> reference the other day. I was watching... Uh, 
uh, Caddyshack, and when uh, uh, they have uh, the caddy day at the pool, yeah. and Lacey Underall comes <laughs> oh, out, right. the one the one guy, the sleazy guy who's yeah. the caddy, he's like, hey, mama. Yeah. Like, mama. Who the hell says mama? <laughs> it's it's like an antiquated term. Occasionally when you hear somebody mama. go, that's my old lady. Yeah. <laughs> the old lady. Yeah. The mama. All right, uh, you know what? Today's Friday, and if I don't get to these stories, they're going in the trash, folks, so it's time to clean up the junk. <laughs> I know we did this yesterday, but we did a super, super short one, and I have other things. And it left us empty inside. And some good stuff, by the way. Let me dig in. <laughs> I was happy to see this, even though it's in California, and I'll probably never get to it, but Walt Disney will open the long-anticipated Avengers-themed attraction at its California Adventure Park on June 4th. And I think it's called, like, the Avengers Campus or something like, Steve. I saw a picture of it, and it looks like uh, the Avengers headquarters. Oh, man. Oh, come on. I know. know. You'll get there. You can get there. And here's what I, you know, I'm excited that that Disney has, you know, they they bought all, all that property uh, and by that I mean the the Avengers uh, property, the Marvel property, the Marvel the the MCU property because Universal has the Marvel Comics, yes, which is different. Um, and but if they can start putting together some rides and attractions, it will look I, what they did I with Harry be Potter. An old man, yeah, at Disney World doesn't matter. Going to these things, look what Universal did with Harry yes. Potter. Look yes. what that realization. Look what they've done with Star Wars. Now, from the time that it's completed to whatever, it'll be what nine years from now that you'll be able, you know, to get access. <laughs> They'll to have it. lots of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, still, the more the merrier. And yeah. to what I, I, what they can do now when you go to the the Harry Potter, the Harry Potter thing in Universal, that, I have to use that as. as that's a benchmark. The, the it's it's amazing. Yeah. It's just astonishing. Yeah. It's amazing how much the the Avengers and Marvel Universe has become part of my. Daily life, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I I either watch it or reference it, or my son and I will talk about like, hey, what do you think of this theory? You know, yeah, yeah. and it, it's every day. I just don't see it. I I don't see it how it can get any better. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't see how the the effects, the stories, all this stuff. I don't see how it can get any better. It's at the right time. We've said this many teams times, Steve. We live in a great time right now for we people do. like us. So so uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier it is every bit as good and theatrical as a major movie release. Yeah, effects wise, scripting wise, performance wise, execution wise. So I with, think with, the, with with room to breathe, with room to breathe, because I, it's got hours. I think the benchmark. I think the idea here, Preston, is not, how long can they go without a stinker? I mean, Man. everything has been good to great. Uh, yeah, and the only one that I can think of is like, eh, I don't really care about it. Was Hulk? Yeah, uh, incredible. And, and it's yeah. not horrible, right, but yeah. it was just like, eh, yeah, it's alright. That one's yeah. not as great. I yeah. just don't understand the end but of others. it. Uh, well, Hulk, the first Hulk, I'm like, whatever. That's the uh, yeah, the Incredible enough. Hulk. The only thing I don't like about it is at the end, like, Abomination, like, she just yells stop, and then he stops, and then Abomination's like, good fight, man. And then, like, that's the end of it. Right. Like, yeah, that's the well, only part. Don't that, dwell on it. No, I, yeah. and, anyway, and I really don't. I, I really know. don't. But do you guys think that at any point uh, they will, because this universe is expanding, at any point they will just reboot it? And start from scratch. So you're going to have uh, stars that are, that, that, have, that are aging out of certain roles. Yeah. So I think, yes, that, that will, that's going to be a product of it. What I would really like to see, honestly, 
is a a reimagining of now they already did it with the the first class with the with the um, X Men. But I, you know, I, there's talk of them again, like going, um, restarting, rebooting Wolverine with Wolverine in the classic uniform mm-hmm. and, and, a, and a smaller guy the way he is, the way we were first introduced to him. I kind of like to see that. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't doubt it that, yeah. that Casey in another decade or so they might start to research and maybe take it in a different, uh, a different universe. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's the, the same. One. Look at they, Batman. They, yeah. Look at how many times ba- and, and Batman. Spider Man yeah. can, can just mm-hmm. keep getting reimagined. So Disney acquired the Avengers characters as part of its 2009 acquisition of Marvel Entertainment for four billion dollars. <laughs> And it's been working on integrating them into the theme parks. Fans will be able to see Spider-Man in true form slinging through the air over the new campus like Tinkerbell does over Disneyland's castle. That'd be awesome. Dude! Uh, And because of COVID limitations, all visitors will need to book a specific date. When they buy their tickets, and they better move fast. Disney's four parks in Orlando, which are operating at reduced capacity due to the pandemic, were sold out for several days this month uh, during spring break, and not every ride will be open. The company is still looking to wow guests with new attractions, many of which are already well along in construction. A Ratatouille ride, that could be fun. Uh, Model after one in Disney Paris will open later this year in Orlando. And a Star Wars-themed hotel, we've talked about that, will That's be debuting very cool. soon. Where you're actually, it's sort of a role-playing thing. You're, as you're, 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 everyone there is acting as if you're on basically a, like a Star Wars space station or something. Uh, fans will have to wait for other projects in the works, including a Tron roller coaster. I'm excited about that one. And a Guardians of the Galaxy ride in Florida. That's got so many possibilities to it as well. And also a remodel of the Splash Mountain Attractions, and they're going to incorporate the Princess and the Frog theme into that. One. I want to see how the Misery ride is, where they break your ankles. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. I uh, will not go on that one. I'm normally I like the whole all thing. Rides, you're in a bed yeah. the whole, the whole time. thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think maybe the Guardians of the Galaxy ride would be? So- Remember when uh, in the in the second movie where they kept jumping through all of the um, yeah. the portals? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you think it would be something like that? That would be cool. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It, it could be. I get so excited. Build it. about it. Uh, so anyhow, yeah, they're they're going to be opening up this uh, Avengers camp or, or Avengers uh, campus, which should be cool. Speaking of Star Wars, I just didn't want to get into the weekend while referencing the video that uh, a lot of people were sharing yesterday with a dog seeing Darth Vader for the first time. Uh, Rex Chapman posted it on his Twitter account. And then uh, Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker her- himself, actually commented on it, too. It's just it's so cool to see a dog react in a way that <laughs> he does. Steve? It's Dude, hilarious. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Have you seen it, Steve? I have not. It's no. really good. It's yeah. super cute. Like, the dog's actually watching TV. Like, that's the crazy part. That is cool. I All right. Uh, let me see what else I got in here in a junk draw before we head into the weekend. Uh, was that a mousetrap that I heard? Ow. <laughs> Ouch. Bill wanted that. Yeah. Uh, we were talking the other day about home improvement shows. Uh, if you want $1,000, you could just watch a bunch of those shows. Review Home Warranties, a website dedicated to reviews and comparisons of home warranty providers, says it will pay somebody $1,000 to watch at least 10 episodes of three TV shows dedicated to home improvement projects in a one-month period. A thousand bucks? No, that's not. No, you need more. I need more. And then you complete a worksheet for each experience. You need more? A thousand bucks? I'll do it. For watching 10 shows? (laughs) I mean, how many shows? Just 10 episodes? We hear about this thing from time to time. Is it it mostly about PR for these companies? It is. There's one that was... um, 
Uh, you can get paid two grand to watch a bunch of Oscar movies, which, you know, it sounds Yeah, there's some, great. There's some wine ones yeah, and, yeah. and all kinds. And, and, yeah, it's because, wow, that's pretty crazy. And then they send the press release yeah, out and everybody right. says, hey, that's pretty crazy. And then, <laughs> you know, they end up spending $1,000 for yeah. hundreds of thousand yeah, dollars worth of VR, advertising. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But somebody's going to get that job. Right, sure. So you, you may as well take a shot at it. I do like home improvement shows. Uh, if it was like 10 series or 10 episodes. 10 episodes for 10 a grand? Episodes. That's fine. Yeah, for th- uh, 10 episodes that. of three TV shows and uh, in a one-month period. So it's not like you have to sit down mm. in one weekend and all knock right. them all out. Steve, I know you like watching those shows and you're now a huge fan of Discovery+. Plus. Do you follow any home improvement, um, not necessarily celebrities, but uh, any home improvement handles on Instagram I do or anything like that? No, okay. I don't, yeah. There's a local guy who does, and he has a ton of followers, and he does, like, all these uh, outdoor decking things. Really? And he's, yeah, he's based in New Jersey. I think he's, like, premier outdoor or premier outdoor living or something Hoppy like floppy? that. Uh, no, <laughs> but, but he is a huge fan. Well, all right, so it, this is a callback as well. He's a huge fan of the show, and his, like, main guy that he works with is the guy that lived with uh, female Joe Pesci. Oh, and, there uh, you go. What yeah. a small world. But so this dude, yeah, he's got like 62,000 followers and it's all just because of these he's really good with his social media stuff. Do you and, know what I keep seeing popping yeah. up case there's a female contractor and she pops up on on uh, Twitter and Instagram and she has an OnlyFans page as well. And so she's um attractive but is can really knows her stuff. She and uh She's a local girl as well. I guess you know people like to watch people do this stuff. I know I do when they're when they're putting together things and working on this stuff. So there's there's a whole there's a whole subculture out there. People like to watch charismatic or good looking people do these things. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you get somebody who's a bad host at these, yeah, yeah. I, I don't stick around for no. them. They don't have to be good looking. They just have to be engaging, right? For me to be a part of that yes. too. But yeah, yeah, I enjoy watching this stuff, and I. Do not participate in <laughs> no. any of this stuff in real life at all. I don't. I'm, but but I will watch those shows. It is kind of cool to watch them create and and uh, and transform. Them. I love it. So, all right, let me see here. What are they? I should say that every time. <laughs> every time I get a story. No, then you're the rustler, the yeah, cattle rustler, the rustler. So, uh, University of Miami researchers found that when male and female patients experience the same amount of pain. Yeah. Observers viewed female patients' pain as milder, milder and more likely to benefit from psychotherapy than medication. Both males and females were found to be guilty of this gender bias, which could lead to disparities in treatments and women in pain not getting the medication they need. So essentially it says that women's pain is not taken as seriously as men's the pain. perception is it <laughs> takes more to make a man feel pain. Like a man, a man, a man's going to be more durable unless, nah, that, like, right? That's that probably might, what they're thinking. That might be it. Oh, she's not hurting. Right. She's just a woman. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. What doctor wouldn't look? Right? Be yeah. celebrated. I'll tell you this. <laughs> I, I have been told, uh, and I hope it's true, I don't want to put it to the test, that I have a high pain tolerance. Really? Yes. Shell has a higher pain tolerance than I do, I think. You know why? Probably, Steve, um, is that you've been through some stuff. Yes. And I think that that helps to build it up. Um, my, my dad has a higher pain tolerance than my mom, and I think in part, although my mom gave birth to three boys, right. uh, that, <laughs> right. um, that uh, in recent history, my dad has been through some more things than she has. That and could so, be it. You know, she uh, she got they both got the COVID vaccine, which is yeah. fantastic. 
Um, it didn't affect him at all, and it affected her a lot. And I think part of that was because he's been through some medical treatments recently. Yeah, they, 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 that certainly could be valid. So I think I've been told so much, oh, you're such a baby, you're such a baby, that that I think that I have no pain tolerance. I'm, I'm not good with anything, you know, like little things like needles yeah. make me queasy and things like that. But then I've gone through like a couple of things where people are like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, why? And and this this doctor was like, well, most times when this is done, people are freaking out. You must have a high uh, tolerance for pain. You got so, your nipple pierced, right? No, but I'm just saying, like, I think for I think <laughs> to what you're saying is you've been told so much. You, oh no, you're a baby. You're a girl. Yeah. No, no, no. When in reality, I had no idea. But maybe I do have some sort it's, of tolerance. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You've been you've been terrified of childbirth your entire life because of the pain thing, right? Uh, no, not really. No. I thought it was the pain thing. I thought you'd... No. Oh, okay. No. I mean, listen, the epidural, I don't know <laughs> that I could have ever gone through that. Um, but no, I don't think it was... No, because I don't know what it, I don't know what it's like. So right, right. Not really. It feels great. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I keep hearing. <laughs> I have no idea what kind of pain tolerance I have. I, I really don't. Like, I just... I don't well, know if I'm Well, let me kick you in the balls. Yeah. Well, no. Okay. I... I, I <laughs> There might that. be other ways that we could gauge it. You know? Punch him in the balls. <laughs> that you know that yeah. doesn't have anything to do with my ball sack. You, you know how they, you know how they, they gauge uh, pain tolerance? It's, they, they use ice, I've heard, where they, you they, you actually like yep. dip your arm or hand Throw into ice cold water yeah. and how long you can stand it oh. and how you rate the pain. I've read okay. studies. That I, think that, I think I've heard that as well. Well, yeah. all right, so that's interesting because uh, – um, Burt Kreischer did an ice bath a couple of weeks ago, and he put it up on his Instagram. I don't know if it was on his stories or not, but he sat in an ice bath for like two minutes straight or something like that, and and he was able to do it and 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 didn't hammer haul about it. And I was wondering myself. I'm like, I hmm. wonder how long I could actually well sit in an ice bath. So I did the polar bear challenge. Okay, right. I did the uh, uh, and Kathy, you did it as well, right? Yeah. I and it was 20 degrees when I did it the day I did it, and right. it, it was not bad. You also did though the the cryogenic thing, right? The, oh God! Uh, the, yes, oh, that oh, oh man, sucks. you did it too, Preston. Oh, 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 oh. It sucks. Oh, it's so I cold. still have like five or six treatments that, that I just haven't <laughs> gone to. I don't think I've ever said the f word so many times in a row consistently. <laughs> That many times in a row in my life, it was just like, F, 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 What was your after-treatment experience? Because it's supposed to be really rejuvenating, right? I felt really good afterwards, and I was going for some pain, like for back pain. Right. They say that it can help with inflammation and all that kind of stuff. And I would say immediately after, for like the day, it helped me for sure. But the like going and actually, and it's not, it's three minutes. Yeah. That's it. Just three minutes. Oh my god, it's so but cold. I can't. Okay. It's like it has to be the perfect time. Like what time of day? What time of year? I have these, and I'm like, it's too still too cold out. Yeah. Like I can't go, can't walk from cold into even colder. <laughs> and so it just has to be like everything lined up perfectly for me to get there. And I just I haven't you haven't gone. done it. Yeah. yeah. I um I wonder if that is a, a true gauge of pain tolerance. Then the the cold thing. Yeah, I because don't know. I get. Um, it's, even more so these days, like I get, I get those chills. Like, oh my god, I, I, I can't. a little breeze. Yeah, I don't know. Though, sweater out at the beach. Kristen, yeah. I don't know. If, I would don't think I would categorize it as pain. No, I didn't count it as pain. Uh, but but it's different when you, when you're going into water, you yeah, know, and ice. But mm. I thought I had read that that's how they they do this. What what are you looking at? They there, kick right? you in the balls, Preston. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, there's that other thing that uh, we talked about off air was that that 
weird association with redheads being able to experience oh, oh, yeah. more pain. I do have that in the junk drawer. Oh. But they experience uh, less, right? Less. I'm Look sorry, out for the mouse trap. I meant to say uh, being able to tolerate more pain. Yeah, so they, it, and it, it's a mechanism that ups their susceptibility to sunburns that, that helps them. So the findings describe the mechani- the uh, mechanistic basis behind earlier evidence suggested varied pain thresholds in different pigmentation backgrounds, is according to the doctor that did the study. So uh, the research found that the Cells that determine skin color called uh, uh, melanocytes yeah. uh, play a large role in deciding how people experience pain. As fire-haired folks boast a faulty uh, melanocyte, they can't process enough dark pigment to tan, which has the added effect of elevating their threshold to being pain and examine or to, to for pain. So, an examination of red-furred mice revealed that their uh, melanocytes function similar to that of rust-haired humans. Uh, like all people with red hair, uh, the rarest hair color, by the way, uh, they boast a melanocyte receptor called melanocortin-1, whose primary directive is determining when the body produces dark brown and black coloration. But anyhow, um, the, the receptors it doesn't function. In, in redheads, that receptor doesn't function, which makes their skin virtually unable to tan as well as more vulnerable to sunburn. And despite their increase to sun sensitivity, they're also less likely to feel that burn. Your body has said okay. that even though you will burn... You won't mm-hmm. feel it yeah, as so much, re- which could be a, a problem. Receptors reduce the production of a chemical called POMC, causing lower levels of various hormones. This, in turn, brings about equilibrium between pain-inhibiting and pain-enhancing receptors, boosting the function of the pain-dulling opioid sensor not manufactured by the skin's color. So you have a natural pain fighter in your body, essentially, right. if you're a redhead. That can be... So, like, in, there there are people who have who can't feel pain, and they have to be wildly aware of, yeah. of things that could kill them, or, or they, they, they're, yeah. they're not able to know that, for example, they're on fire. You yeah, know? right. Uh, uh, so, that, yeah, but that's interesting. All right, yeah. so there, there's a caller online, too. I'm not telling you to go to him, but uh, he's talking about how when you go to a doctor and sometimes you're experiencing pain and they ask you to rank it at, you know, 10 right. out of 10 or, right, or whatever. Right. What do you think is the closest... You have ever come to a ten out of a ten pain? We, we talked about that. Uh, it's when I had my uh, pyelonidal cyst lance. And was yeah. that a ten? Do you think that was a ten? That dude. was a ten. It was. I. I, I was, was very close to passing out. Yeah. Very close to fainting. So yeah. Okay. I don't want to invite this on myself, but I. I don't think I've ever been in that realm. The, the, What's I think the closest I, to a ten? Do you think you've got? It's the most pain you've ever felt. Yeah, most painful experience. You ever break a bone? Because no. when I, I stepped okay. and I've yeah, broken, yeah, I've broken some bones. I've twisted ankles, sprained ankles, and sprained ankles hurt way more than they should. Uh, but when I separated my shoulder, that's probably the worst oh. pain I've oh, ever oh, experienced. I can tell you, like 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 a, a bad a bad Charlie horse, like a bad you All know, right. uh, or a, a, yeah, like hurts. a like a toothache, like a really bad toothache. Toothaches that, are that, bad. I'll still put that in the. Seven range, yeah, but like not Nick, all the way to yeah. 10. you've experienced a couple of things that I, I would never <laughs> I don't you know, know anybody. The, the worst for me was not the actual break when I broke my collarbone, and that sucked. I was skiing, but I had to then uh, have my sweatshirt taken off after. Oh my god! They, move they my didn't arm. cut it off. Uh, they made you lift your arm. Well, no, they eventually okay. they did cut it off because I could not lift my arm. And then actually, the surgery following that because the break was so bad, they had to put in a plate and six screws. <sighs> that surgery was was pretty awful because then like you feel it in your bone of. Where the screws went, you know? that was so worse than your Achilles. The um, yeah, that the collarbone break was worse than the um, Achilles and the the broken ankle. 
Mm, I, there was another time I, I sliced. I have, a, I have a scar. See that on my palm right there, mm-hmm. Case? Yeah, I, was, I did that with a knife. Uh, it was pretty deep cut. Probably should have gotten stitches, but didn't. Uh, and after I cut it, I went and I ran it under the <laughs> sink. Oh, my God, did that hurt. Um, I got lemon juice in a cut one time while working in a kitchen. And it may, it may sound like uh, I'm a wuss, but that sucks. That hurts. It, it hurts. I, I almost passed out from that. Sure. Have you, So have you ever passed out from pain? Uh, from pain. Well, I'll tell you, it was close when I fell down the stairs at Blarney Castle. <laughs> I'd hit my back so hard. Uh, that was the- I, I fainted. Uh, yeah, but that was from that was from a concussion. I got knocked out, so that's a little bit different uh, on a, mo- a motorcycle accident that I had. So, when you fell down in the Blarney Castle, you fell down on your tailbone. No, I, it was my lower back. Okay. Yeah. Because I fell skiing. I fell on my tailbone. and Your coccyx. Uh, my coccyx. Yeah. Coccyx. Uh, and I almost pooped my pants as a result, which was crazy. Ooh, that's uh, your it, button. Yeah. yeah it, button it was, was kind of like hitting a button. I fell. I fell right on my tailbone. And, I mean, it hurt. But then I was like, oh, my God. And and then the worst part is the people on the ski lift yelling down at me like, oh, you fell. And I was like, I'm going to grab my pants. <laughs> <laughs> die. Did you say that? I might have, dude. Uh, I might have. But it was. We'll yeah. be back to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pull your pants down when you do it. Uh, we want to see the poop actually coming out. Thank you. Uh, but I wasn't sure if that's like a normal reaction to or grab I, yourself or if I was just lucky. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it, it might be. There's a bundle of nerves down there, dude. It could There's got to be a crap switch, right? <laughs> right? Kristen from uh, down the hall, who's a redhead. Grab yourself. Is, She's standing no, right out here. She, oh. yeah. Kristen Herman, come hey. in here. Come in here. She was just standing outside. What about her? Uh, I wanted to see if she has a higher pain tolerance. Yeah, so oh, Kristen yeah. is is your she is your standard redhead she has uh she has fair skin freckles and and beautiful red hair your hair is gorgeous Kristen. thank you by the way she's the program director of ben fm uh, down there. And she and used to be our intern yes right yeah. here yes yeah. <laughs> uh how, how is your level for pain i i think that i'm a wuss Really? And actually, like, I see this study, but they also have a study that says we need more anesthesia. And that's how I, huh, like, I go what? to the dentist and I, like, I want, like, five shots. I feel everything. She's right. Oh. She's right, Preston. In fact, we talked about that. For some reason, that that red that redheads will require more. At, at a dentist, yeah. would require more anesthesia. I think how, I remember that. So how do you have both running contemporaneously? I don't, I don't get it. But, Kristen, you've done, like, roller derby stuff. Like, you can, yeah. you know, badass stuff. Yeah. Did you ever injure yourself while doing that? And did that ever hurt bad? Uh, you know, I I have I'm pretty good with that. I can tolerate like any kind of hit or whatever. My biggest injury was at an after party. I was really drunk. And <laughs> <laughs> hurt my ankle. Dancing. Well, let me ask you. So, body right. slamming yeah. people in roller skates doesn't do it. It was the after like party. Fifteen years too, and yeah, an after party after like a tournament of all these different games and. <laughs> Yeah, I was just dancing, and then my request came on. I still danced with, like, a hobble. (laughs) Did you ever pass out from pain? No, no, never. All right. Okay. All right. I do have a friend where uh, the... any sort of numbing agent doesn't work on her. So same thing like hmm. Kristen. She's not a redhead, but same thing like Kristen. Like when she goes to the dentist, when yeah. they and she realized it when she was getting uh, laser treatment done on her eyes. Oh, that sucks. She said, "I can feel it," and they were like, "Oh, don't worry about it. You're okay." You're okay. She said it felt like they were rubbing bricks on her eyes. Thank you, Kristen. Wow. Thank you, Kristen. Bye, Bye. Bye. Uh, one quick call, and then we got to take a break because we got to come back in order to get to our money clips. So let me, Casey wants me to go to Lori because she had the tailbone thing. Hey, Lori, good morning. Oh, good 
Good morning, it. How are you good doing? Morning. Good morning, it. We're good, Lori. We have, uh, so, so what do you want to tell us about your, your tailbone pain? Oh, I had to call in because Casey was talking about when he, like, fell on his tailbone and it hurt so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I broke my tailbone. I fell off my horse. <sighs> I was riding my horse and broke my tailbone. Oh. So I am so with you, man. It is, like, white, hot, lightning pain that just shoots through your entire body. Like, you almost pass out. You almost want to puke. Oof. But, like... It's absolutely the worst pain in the entire world. Did you I did, did that when I was? How I think it was twenty four, and I'm forty, and I'm still dealing with that pain. Wow, wow! Oh. Did, did you? <laughs> did, so you said passing out. You felt you might throw up, and just to follow up on Casey's thing, at any point did you feel you might crap yourself? <laughs> Not that. I okay. Think that part happened. All right. All right. Well, I guess I'm the lucky one. <laughs> you are. <laughs> all right. <laughs> No, yeah, it's yeah, 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 yeah. And what was recovery from like that? How because you can't be in any position and be comfortable. Yeah, it's basically like sit on a pillow or sit on you know stupid what is it, donut floating. Yeah, oh, those yeah. donuts. And, you know, yeah. Like you know, take some pain medicine and you're you know suck it up. Yeah. I actually had to go. To, I was going to a Madonna concert in Philadelphia that night, and I knew I broke it. I just did like five shots of tequila because I wasn't going to miss the concert. Yeah, Nick, Nick, yeah. Nick broke his leg uh, dancing to Madonna. Yeah, yeah so. we have yeah. a lot in common. <laughs> All right, thank you, Lori. <laughs> See you later. Uh, by the way, I'm not going to be able to. Well, okay, one quick call, and then then we yeah. got a break. I, I promise you, I'm going to go to Ashley because she's going to talk about the medicine and uh, and anesthesia. Hi, uh, Ashley. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Uh, so I am a redhead. Uh, so the difference is, is we actually metabolize the pain medication differently, so it wears off faster. All right. Oh. So you, even though you may have a high tolerance a tolerance for pain. Uh, which redheads genetically do, it says, at least for the most part. But you also metabolize that medication differently. And therefore, when you do need it, it's you need more of it. Yes, the okay. dentist definitely wow. uh, overdoses You gingers medication. are weird, So man. complicated. Always chasing the dragon. <laughs> I love you guys. Uh, thank you, Ashley. We appreciate it. Have a good weekend. All right, you too. See you later. All right, well, there you go. Uh, listen, we really got to wrap it up now. That's all we have time for for the junk drawer. So uh, yeah. glad I got a few of those stories out. But please, yes. Okay, from here on out, okay. whenever we do this, you can please, please do that. Uh, we're gonna break. We're gonna come back in a second, and we're gonna get your money clip for the day. Let's give you some cash. We'll be right back. Sarah gets you caught up on Weezer, Royal Blood, and Bonnaroo. Plus, a look at Angus Young and 19 other short kings in rock history. And a handwritten note from a 15-year-old Dave Grohl. It's the internet right in the feels. Before we do the uh, um, the word, Casey, I do want to give you some uh, uh, something that'll make you feel good. I got there was a text from the last conversation that said I fell on my tailbone while playing hockey. I instantly wanted to crap my pants. Oh, okay, there All we right. go. You're not alone. Ugh, I'm not the only lucky one. Yep. Okay, so it's ten o'clock. We can do this now. Ninety-three-three WMMR. It's time for a Preston and Steve money clip. Now, here's your money clip keyword. Yes, this word can get you money. It's open. 
That's our keyword for the hour. Open. O-P-E-N. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. Three ways to do that. Uh, through text. Our special contest short code number is 45911. Or if you want to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it at the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest, and that person will get a call from our company, Beasley. Make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. And our fine sponsor is Hyundai City. So the word again for this hour is open. O-P-E-N. A good luck to you. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. And it is brought to you by RoadCon Incorporated. If you have heavy and highway construction experience and would like to work for a company that values that experience, RoadCon wants to talk to you. Visit road-con.com to apply online. That's road-con.com. We'll start with this in South Korea. An art piece by an American graffiti artist showcased was damaged by a couple in their 20s who thought that the sets of paint and brushes laid out in front of the artwork was for spectators to use. Oh, man. Staff at the gallery exhibition noticed new brush strokes on the wall, small swipes of dark green to the right center on last Sunday. After checking the security camera, two suspects were taken by the police for investigation. And in their defense, when you look at what they painted, it looks like it was just part of the painting. Oh, my God. It's a mess. Yeah, the agency yeah. that organized the exhibition is currently negotiating with the artist to take appropriate steps. Oh, come on. The graffiti was not framed due to its large size, this piece of art. We're not going to press any charges because the original work is just terrible. Uh, the vandalized art was 22.9 feet by 7.8 feet and was the only piece in the exhibition without frames. Uh, John Andrew Perello, who goes by the name John One... Uh, does not plan to respond to the incident. He's the author. Uh, the damaged art piece by John Wan is worth around $440,000, according to its agency. The graffiti, which is untitled, uh, attracted even more public attention in South Korea after it was painted on. And it will hang until June 13th at the Street Noise Exhibition at the Seoul-based Lot World Mall. What does it say that someone can come in as a civilian, adapt, you know, change the painting, and no one notices? Nobody would know. All right, now this is a different kind of uh, vandalism. One of the most important pre-colonial historic sites in the southeastern United States has been damaged by vandals. Known as Track Rock Gap, the Georgia site, about 90 miles north of Atlanta, hosts an extensive series of rock carvings dating back a 1,000 years, experts say. The ancient carvings are notorious for inspiring wild uh, original stories, including theories of a Mayan settlement in the region. Photos shared on Facebook showed the vandals Use a variety of means to damage the petroglyphs, including scratching them beyond recognition oh, man. and painting on top of them in bright colors. Uh, the carvings are considered irreplaceable. Uh, there appear to be five boulders that have been carved on and two painted. Oddly, the words Tony loves G- Gina is from a thousand years ago, Preston. Um, it is uh, suspected that the damage may have occurred months ago, perhaps in 2020. Archaeologists have attributed the rock art to the Greek and Cherokee peoples who have inhabited the region for centuries. That's just... You just hate to see that. It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, this was a wild video that I saw. It's gone... Vi- it went viral. I think it was last week, and I'm finally getting to it. But an octopus can be seen in shallow waters lashing out at geologist Lance Carlson. 
Uh, the, cre- the creature came after him again later and struck him on the arm before whipping his neck and upper back. I didn't know that octopus could do this. So it's in shallow water, and its tentacles, which are huge, come flying up out of the water. Right, right, him, right. And you, and you hear it wow. whipping. Yeah. Yeah, it's scary, man. So uh, Carlson said only um, uh, the, up, up. <laughs> the tentacles left stinging red welts on his skin. It whipped him so hard, which Mr. Carlson said only eased after he poured soda on them. Soda. Uh, the former lifeguard told Australian News that his preferred treatment for sea animal stings is vinegar, but he did not have any on him at the time. Harvey said that he knew anything acidic might help and decided to try using uh, Coca-Cola, and it turns out it worked for him. Of course. <laughs> Mr. Carlson said that... Uh, He was about to take a dip near the resort where he and his family were staying when he saw what he thought was the tail of a stingray striking a seagull. He discovered that it was an octopus. Only when he walked closer with his two-year-old daughter and was filming the video of it is when it suddenly struck out in their direction. Uh, The octopus lashed out at us, he said, which was a real shock. Uh, Later, when he went into the water alone, the octopus found him and struck him. And then he got rid of me. Yeah. (laughs) He said, my goggles became fogged, the water was suddenly murky, and I remember being shocked and confused. Uh, I ended up, Nick, watching that uh, My Octopus Teacher documentary. Oh, uh, I want to see that. It's great, it's isn't so great. it? It's, I mean, it's it, it's like kind of my favorite animal now as a result they're of really that. They're really amazing. They really I mean, they're are. Really, and they're really smart. All right, that's another one i got to put on the list. i yeah. got to see that. I've been hearing nothing but great things about that. Uh, all right, a man named David Marriott is currently in quarantine for two weeks in Brisbane, Australia, and is staying at a hotel there. I hope it's a Marriott. One day, th- uh, three. One day there, it says three. <laughs> One day there, he decided to begin making a horse and cowboy outfit outfit out of brown paper bags that his room service came in. He found an ironing board and used it as a skeleton for his horse. While coffee uh, pots uh, became the eyes and, and you know, it says coffee pods. I'm sorry, became the eyes and nostrils, and he used some white cardboard to create teeth. Uh, he also created himself a cowboy hat, vest, and chaps as well, just out of stuff he found in the hotel room. It's pretty it's a, amazing. It's hilarious. <laughs> he posted about his creations online along with uh, many plot lines, noting that he named the horse Russell. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good artist. Yeah. He is. It's really creative, actually. Uh, let's see. A Walmart worker in West Virginia has been accused of stealing gift cards over a five-month period. The gift cards ended up being worth $124,000. Wow. Wow. Uh, Kenneth Workow was indicted Wednesday in federal court. Prosecutors say Workow, who is 63, was employed as as an associate at a Walmart. You got to go over to that $100,000 and up section of Walmart. Uh, he is accused of stealing and activating the gift cards from September 2019 through January 2020. If convicted, listen to this, he could face up to, face up to 20 years in prison. Yeah. And a $250,000 fine for each count. Whoa. Oh, my God. Yeah. So when you buy a gift card at Walmart, it, like if you were to just take it off the shelves, it's not activated yet, right? No, right. you have, you have okay. to activate it at the register. So he had access to the ability he to must do have. that, I guess. Yeah. I guess so. He was an associate, so he, get, wow. he must have figured out how to do it. All right, that's the last story I have for you in the Bizarre File this morning. You have about uh, six minutes or so uh, to enter our word for $500 for the President's Seed Money Clip. And the word is open, O-P-E-N. 
You need to do that now, and there's three ways to do it. You can uh, text it. Our special contest short code text number is 45911. Uh, or if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, then you go through the MMR app or at WMMR.com. But you're running out of time, so get on that now. If you miss it now, you're busy, you're on the road, whatever you can't do it, don't worry. Another shot coming up at noon, and then 2, 4, 6, and 8 again today alone. We'll be back in just a moment. Trash music news, that stuff's on the way. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com. And an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit acmemarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, that band is Des Rocks on 93.3. WMMR is called This Is Our Life. Was I picking up on like a little Tiny Tim kind of... In there, I heard that as well. Okay, all right. Yeah. I was, I was, just I was me. we're he, all kind of doing our own thing while that song was playing, and I'm like, I thought I heard a little. <laughs> you had your headphones on. I was doing exactly that in there. <laughs> That's why I put my headphones on because I wasn't sure if it was just you doing <laughs> that or if it was coming yeah. from the song. I'm like, I need to hear this. Um, okay, yeah, interesting. Listen, Tiny Tim lives, man. He does. He does. Reminds me, there's a there's a character on from SpongeBob that my kids still impersonate all the time. He's a surfer guy, and he laughs like that. Oh, really? <laughs> I can't do it. I don't have the voice to do it, but that's what it reminds me of a little bit. Hey, so new music there from Des Rocks <laughs> on, <laughs> on MMR. I thought it sounded like Muse. Did you guys hear Muse? A little bit too. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. On the more rocking part, less of the Tiny Tim part. Yeah. All right, so we're going to do the lesson. We're going to do... Hey, you did that on your own, pal. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I get to do. Oh, it was all you. Uh, we're going to do the lesson question for today, and we're, <laughs> we're going to give away a pair of tickets for the Dry Dean 400 NASCAR Cup Series. Doesn't Dry Dean sound like your cousin who wears Daisy Dukes? Uh, Dry yeah. Dean's here, everybody. Uh, the race at uh, Dover International Speedway on Sunday, May 16th. So, question that we go with. How about this one? Which wrestler also once became a king? Two one five two six three WMMR. We'll see if you answer that correctly. Yeah. Which wrestler also once became a king? Two one five two six three WMMR is the number, and we will do the trash while we're waiting for that call. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Jersey Mike's. You can download the Jersey Mike's app, order ahead, and skip the line. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, former playmate Kendra Wilkinson taking issue with Holly Madison's assertion that having sex with Hugh Hefner was required to live at the Playboy Mansion. Wilkinson says she never had sex with Hefner and lived at the mansion whenever the garage was empty. Oh, my God. Howard Weitzman, you might remember this name. He defended high-profile clients such as O.J. Simpson and Michael Jackson has died at the age of 81. Weitzman passed from cancer at his home and reportedly whispered the words, Michael helped O.J. kill them both. 
wild. And finally, Ayanna Williams, owner of the Guinness World Record for longest fingernails at 19 feet, has finally clipped those nails. <laughs> Williams says even though she lost that record, she maintains a second record for the most scarred butthole. That's your trash. All right, we will see if someone knows the answer to this. Which wrestler once also once became a king? Remember, he had to have heard it on the show here earlier. 215-263-WMMR is the number. And I will go to Patrick. Hey, Patrick. Hey, rock and roll. Rock and roll, buddy. All right, so which wrestler once also became a king? Kong Bundy. Yes, you said it correctly. Kong Bundy. King Kong Bundy. Right. Uh, Patrick gets a pair of tickets for the Dryden 400 NASCAR Cup Series race at Dover International Speedway. And that's on Sunday, May 16th. NASCAR is back at Dover International Speedway, May 14th through the 16th. You can get tickets now at DoverSpeedway.com. Here comes music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Let's begin with this. We mentioned this earlier this morning. Roger Waters has rolled out his 2022 tour dates, which are the rescheduled gigs from his ongoing This Is Not A Drill tour. All told, the Pink Floyd co-founder will play 36 dates across North America, kicking things off uh, July 6th in Pittsburgh, and then they'll go through October in Dallas. Um, he And by the way, Wells Fargo Center, August 5th and 6th, so two shows nice. here in Philadelphia will be taking place. And once again, that's 2022. Um, he said in a message... Uh, this is not a drill. He's a groundbreaking new rock and roll cinematic extravaganza performed in the round. Uh, it is a stunning indictment of the corporate dystopia in which we all struggle to survive and a call to action to love, protect, and share our precious and precarious planet home. Does he do everybody's working for the weekend? I don't think so. Okay. Are you sure? Uh, the show includes... A dozen great songs from Pink Floyd's Golden Era, alongside several new ones. Words and music. Same writer, same heart, same soul, same man. Uh, could, and he said, it writes in this message, could be his last hurrah. Uh-huh. Wow, he says, my first farewell tour, don't miss it. Uh, love, Roger. So, wow, they, they they begin the process. It's, it's like the rock star equivalent of, of uh, you know, the, the yeah. long goodbye. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, they... There are several bands who have done their farewell tour. And then another farewell tour. And then tour. the reunion yeah. tour. Right. right. And then the farewell tour. And then so farewell to the reunion tour. We'll see where that goes. Uh, um, so, I mean, how old is he? Mid-70s? I got to imagine. All right. It's, like, obviously the touring and, the, and, and all that can be a little bit taxing. But do you think he's at a level where he has to do all the same things that, like, all the other bands do? Like, do you think he has to show up to sound check? Uh, yeah, yes. I'm, he's kind of a perfectionist. Okay. Yeah. I know yeah, because, he also does catering. Well, because Soundcheck is for the artist. It's, it's oh, if they I, don't, yeah. Okay. If it doesn't sound right to you, it's more for what they're hearing. I, uh, Soundcheck, I'm sorry, it's 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 also for the, for the system, for the room. Right. It's for the mixers to get it right. But if it doesn't sound right on stage, the right. performer can't do their show. Okay. So they need to they need to mix uh, the monitors and all that stuff as well. So that needs to, yeah, they need to be there for that. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's certainly gotten easier as far as, uh, some of the travel and stuff like that. Sure. They, they're, they're not in buses and, and, and they can make sure that they space the, uh, the things out. But listen, at some point, you know, you just, 
you maybe are not able to produce the way you used to be able to. I know people like, you know, Paul Simon is, is retiring for good. He's and, done. Uh, yeah, he's finished. Had enough. Yeah, so it, it, it there comes a time in the career. Uh, Rage Against the Machine have pushed their reunion tour back to 2022 due to the pandemic. The band's public service announcement tour is now set to open March 31st, and that'll be in Texas. Their opening act for the entire tour remains Run the Jewels. Uh, in keeping their original plan, Rage will begin the trek with a series of shows along the U.S.-Mexican border before making their way across to the rest of America. So what's so? do you think they have to stay at a state of rage until then, or do they just go, like, fly fishing for a while? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think they can stay you can't, raging. That who can rage that long? Rage yeah. and stasis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lars Ulrich recalled his first hearing Guns N' Roses back in the day and admitted it, that his mind was completely blown by the style, power, and passion of Appetite for Destruction. Uh, he told Spin Magazine, I was sitting on the airplane going through a bunch of cassettes that I finagled over at our record company, and one of them was Appetite. When it when It's So Easy, the second song came on, it blew my effing head off, he said. Uh, Ulrich went on to, the sit- people sitting next to him. on to remember uh, I had never heard anything with that kind of attitude. And it wasn't just what was said, it was the way that Axel said it. It was so venomous, it was so effing real... And so effing angry, he said, uh, which I totally get. Absolutely. Yeah. And they were, you know, Metallica was as hard edge at yeah, that time yeah. as you could possibly get. But there was a certain tood, you know, because instead of kind of like, you know, James's way of singing, Axel had a completely different take yeah. vocally and made that stuff, you know, just absolutely explode when it came out. So I totally get it. All right. And then one last thing uh, out today, Steve, you sent over a couple of clips from Cheap Trick. Uh, their 20th studio album, In Another World, is out today. And the set, which was produced by Julian Raymond, includes the band's recent cover of John Lennon's 1971 Imagine classic, Give Me Some Truth. Uh, Cheat Trick's version was originally issued on vinyl in 2019 as a Black Friday record store day uh, release uh, and features the Sex Pistols' Steve Jones on guitar. We have a couple of clips uh, where Rick Nielsen spoke about Meeting John Lennon. Meeting John Lennon. And they were long-time oh. proponents of, of the Beatles. He uh, adores Cheap them. Trick, you know, they did covers yeah. uh, and were always uh, making sure that they let the world know how much they loved the Beatles. So here's him talking about meeting John Lennon. He's like, you know, one of my musical heroes for sure. I'm a guitar guy, so it's like I was looking at his guitars and I was playing a certain guitar, his guitar but uh, he'd never seen one. So I said, well, if you want, here, just take mine. You know, I've got other guitars. This is August, and he got murdered in December. Wow. Uh, and then he eventually got the guitar back? Yeah. All right, here's that clip. I got my guitar back from Yoko about three years after. Said, uh, John, John would like you to have this back. Got a ship back to me from Yoko. Wow, no kidding. That's pretty wild, isn't that's, it? That's that's interesting. That's That'd be, I mean, it's ter- obviously terrible that John died, but the fact that he gave him that guitar, John obviously used it and enjoyed it and then got it back. That's pretty damn awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Pierre did a nice long block of uh, Cheap Trick. I think it was on Wednesday, and they he played one of the new songs of the new record. I, I don't remember the title of it, but it was good. It sounded like Cheap Trick. You know, Steve, we talked about you know ACDC sounds like yeah. you want AC them to sound. Uh, that's what the yeah. new oh, Cheap that's Rick. cool. I love yeah, that. It was cool. Nice. All right, that's it. Uh, that's the last thing I have in Done. music news for you. Um, we, we also, I mean, it's not music news, but it is that laugh that you were talking about from uh, <laughs> from what from SpongeBob. It oh. sounded like Des Rocks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dude.
<laughs> Do it again. <laughs> Play Jazz Rocks. My sons oh, go around the house shoot. doing this all oh, the time. Uh, so oh, man. I, I love that. Yeah. But, Okay. Are we going to play that? No, we don't have to. Well, if you want to compare. Well, I don't know what part of the song. I don't know how deep into the song it goes before we get to hear that. But (laughs) hopefully it's not long. Let's find out. A little bit there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we got to do the remix for that. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm sure our programming department loves it. <laughs> we did that. All right, let's take a break, shall we? Case, is there anything? Have oh, we given yeah. everything away, or do I have, no, do I have some stuff? We actually need to take some stuff back, Preston, from listeners. Yeah, no, no, no. Give that away because uh, the big freaking deal is a... Is a it's a big friggin' deal. All right, so these are the last two that I have to give away, and this is the big friggin' deal this week. It's from King Shooter Supply in King of Prussia, and they are um, uh, they sell firearms and have a, a, a range, and so you get a classroom instruction for the fundamentals on handgun safety, safe handling, and firearms familiarization, and an hour of range time as well. May I just so, mention, so... I, real quick, hold yeah. on. Uh, let me get callers number 12 and 13. Okay. And we'll set you up. Go ahead. Great, great. Yeah, so Preston, the experience is really great, and they, they do, they take you upstairs, they have like a class situation, and you sit down and they go through everything, and they go through every safety aspect, and then you go down to the range, which is really run really incredibly professionally and safely, safely, and, it, you know, the shooting sports are fun. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I I was there with actually with Dr. Mike, and we had a great time. Uh, so we'll take those callers. And it's this week's big freaking deal. So if you want to get that same uh, deal, it's only $75 at WMMR.com. So you get the classes, and you get an hour of, of range time for 75 bucks. You got to go to WMMR.com and uh, put in the keyword deal, and you can get that deal. We'll take a break. We'll get ready to wrap it up. Word of the week. Uh, give away that prize, all that good stuff. We'll be right back. <laughs> the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's artist is Liz DeLees. Liz DeLees, your Local Shots artist of the month for April. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. You can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. 10.43 on Friday. Weather-wise today, just a, just a tiny bit cooler. 65 degrees, kind of where we're going to top out. But the clouds linger for the day. 
And uh, we'll have maybe a little bit of rain tomorrow morning, but then cloudy the rest of the day, high 71. And then Sunday's going to be the rainiest day, uh, which means rain a little bit in the morning and then clear through the afternoon. And then the evening, we're going to get some heavy rain. But the high temperature on Sunday is going to be 77 degrees. But during that window, it should be a pretty wonderful day other than the, the clouds being around. But uh, temps are nice. I want to thank our guests, Joel Hodgson and Matt McGinnis. Yeah, hey! From Mystery Science Theater 3000. They're doing a Kickstarter to uh, help create some more shows, and the fans are coming through like gangbusters. They made two and a quarter million dollars yesterday alone. It takes us a week to do that. I, at least. Yeah. And uh, now they're great guys, so it was, uh, it was cool talking to them for just a moment. We have one more guest, and it's Michael who's on, and he's a last-minute guest. Hey, Michael, how you doing? Good. How you guys doing? Wonderful. So I said you're our guest. What's what's special about you, Michael? Do tell. So I actually just won five hundred dollars. And a story to tell and money to spend. What a way to wrap up the week. That's a beautiful thing. Where are you from, Michael? I'm from Phoenixville. Phoenixville. Cool. You got any weekend plans? Uh, not much. Just working and hanging out with the girlfriend. Nice. Well, you can buy her something special if you would like to now because you got an extra five in your pocket, which is cool. What do you do, uh, Michael? Do you work in Phoenixville or somewhere else? I work all around. I actually work for your guys' favorite jingle, Safe Flight. Oh, oh Safe Flight Repair. Safe Flight Replace. Yes. Yep. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I listen to you guys every morning. Excellent, man. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. And as a thank you to you and your loyalty to our show and this radio station, $500 for yeah. you, Michael. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you, guys. You guys rock. Have a good weekend. Thanks, bud. We appreciate thank it. You. Sponsored by Hyundai City. You will have another chance to win the Preston and Steve Money Clip money. Pierre's going to have that in just a little while, a little over an hour, actually. And then he does again at two. And then Jackson's got a couple times. And then Jackie has another opportunity for you to win. So don't miss those opportunities. It's so easy to win. Good morning, sir. Hey, you guys. Nice to see you. Very nice to see you. Um, Very nice indeed. Uh, Before we get going, I wanted to um, send a collective. um, I I can't do that. Thing that you do, chart, chart out. I can't. Yes, you can. I can't. Okay. You can do a zap. You have a zap. Yeah, do a zap. Us. I don't have the zapper with well, me. Well, I got you. I yeah. got a zapper. We got you, bro. You know, because in the spirit of compromise and getting along, we could do both. Um, but um, I a, wanted a to... zart, <laughs> which would be like is that. There it is. That was pretty good. Not yeah, that was relatively yeah, concealed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which is which is understated for you guys. <laughs> uh, all right, so who do you want to send a shout out to? Well, to our dear friend Captain Dale. Yes. Um, um, and I've been meaning to mention this in our crossover each day, but uh, he um, and I talked about him last week, but haven't talked about him this week. But uh, and you guys were on vacation last week, so uh, you know he's had a rough time of it. He's got COVID, and he's been in the hospital for a while, and he did go on a ventilator, so it got more serious. Uh, however, his condition is improving each Good. day. Uh, they, they, I guess, I don't know how you measure that when that happens, but uh, you know, he's a younger guy, so this is a, a further message to people uh, that uh, this can happen to anyone at any time. Uh, and he was very safe and very careful, and still, this happened to him. 
so his wife, Wendy, um, is uh, putting out updates, and uh, Rodney keeps us updated on it. And he's Rodney's right-hand guy to Camp Out for Hunger, and he's just a, a lovely human being. So um, we want to send our collective love and energy and healing and good wishes to our friend, Captain Dale. Absolutely. Hang in there, Dale. We're, we're with you, buddy. And they have a radio. Oh, just as that. God damn it. You spoke too soon. Oh, man. I've really, maybe I've had a little NPR impact on the boys, but no. no. As soon as this first second COVID is over, the strippers are going to be returning, leaking on the couch. I mean, just, I know it's coming in. But they'll be NPR strippers. They will be NPR strippers. Very book smart. Glasses on and stuff. Very bookish. Glasses, yeah. Yeah. Uh, long summer dresses. Long summer dresses. <laughs> uh, how about we get that letter from you, man? I think that's the thing to do now. All right. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the President and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... T, as in Thomas. All right, and we're just going to take caller number 5 at 215-263-WMMR. And if you happen to know what those letters all make, all five of them, then you can have a shot at winning our prize. So call right now, number five. You get to take a shot at it. We want to hear from you. Uh, with a Friday laid out before us, what special things do you have going on today, man? Happiness. Yeah. Happiness. No sad bro. No, no sad B-R-O-O. Mm-hmm. And that's my goal for today. Okay. Happiness. I want to. I want to see in the next four and a half hours if we can... Uh, provide collective happiness for you, our listeners, and our friends, and lift you up in any way, shape, or form. Oh, Pierre like didn't get you the sheet yet, did he? What? Uh, what, what you're doing for the rest of the day. Oh, no, I got oh, it. Oh, you got it? Okay. I got it. All right. <laughs> the overall theme is going to be Oh, happiness. okay. I thought you were now, happiness sure. can manifest yeah. in several ways. In all ways. sorts of different things. It okay. rains down from the happiness sky in right. different ways, like uh, the President Steve Money Clips at um, uh, noon and two, mm-hmm. which I'm very familiar with and uh, <laughs> love those it. times? You know, you're familiar with those times? <laughs> when I look at the sheet, I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <okay. laughs> and um, Jackson has it at 4 and 6, and even Bambino has it at 8 p.m. And when he gets a winner, he's oh my God. Just, just nuclear. Well, yeah, yeah, he calls everyone. He, he, he calls Caroline Beasley you know, in Florida at like at midnight. Yeah. Look, Caroline! Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going, Jackie, don't call Caroline. <laughs> She's really got things to do. She's like the CEO. But she really likes me. I know she does. <laughs> Don't call her. Yeah. Okay. Call Casey. Yeah. <laughs> call Pancake. And, and, and they does. have kids and are really busy, but call them instead of her. We want you to stay employed. <laughs> um, um, and Jackie's got it at 8 p.m., but I've got Workforce Blocks of Queen and Soundgarden and the great, late great, but great nonetheless, Warren Zevon. So it's oh, going to be fun. Happy. Fantastic. All right, we will see if we can get a winner, and I'm going to go to Sandy, uh, who is caller number five, and see if she knows the word of the week. Hi, Sandy. Sandy. Hi. Good morning, It. Good morning, It, Sandy. What's our word of the week, please? It is Brent. Cadillac! (laughs) Cadillac Brent Porsche. (laughs) Absolutely correct, Sandy. Nice and Yay. simple. I got 300 bucks for you. Some cash to stick in your pocket, all right? That's awesome. Thank Thanks. you. You bet. Thanks for listening. Thanks for paying attention and uh, keeping track of the letters and making the word. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. We'll give you that $300. It's from the bagster, a dumpster in a bag. 
perfect for all home improvement cleanups, and you just pick one up today at any of your local home improvement stores. Buy, fill, gone, and then you are then you are done. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, the Preston and Steve Radio Program today, brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show, and Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors, and then finally by Steakums, the delicious thinly sliced. Meat brand or slicely thin, slicely thin. In this case, you no, say. it's thin slicely, thin yeah. slicely. One of your favorite items. Uh, so thank you, Steak. Love that band. Uh, <laughs> next weekend on the program, we have uh, comedian John Doerr joining us. Nice. We have Danica McKellar on yeah. the program. She is the best. And our good friend and former intern Jake Matera will be headlining. Headlining. At uh, Helium Comedy Club. That's sensational. So we'll talk to Jake. We're very proud of him. That's cool. Uh, That is it. We are done. We want you to have a safe and great and no sad bro weekend. And we will see you on Monday, gang. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the bat ba 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 ba